All right. How's everyone tonight? We won't have any any slips like we did last week. We forgot to turn off the the Ladio cast. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of Ladio cast, are we alive yet? We are alive. We're alive, pal. Good golly. Goodness gracious. My mother-in-law. Broke my pop socket. Is that a euphemism for something else? (laughs) No. Oh, no. What are you going to (laughs) do? Can't get it off the phone. Uh, well, that's what you get for trying to be a 12-year-old with a pop socket. <laughs> it helped, man. Kevin, how was your birthday? Happy birthday. We got to save that for the for the 7 o'clock hour. Yeah, I just, want, I just asked, how was it? Oh, it was great. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Tony, how are you? Cool as a cucumber, my man. You got a nice Uncle Creepy t-shirt on, I see. Of course, available on P uh Pro yeah, wait, Pro Wrestling Yeah. Just podcast or something like that. Maybe Shining Wizards. I don't know. Shining Wizards. That one is hey. Shining Wizards. Pro Wrestling slash Shining Wizards. Kevin with the devil's gear, full swing here. It's cause I haven't done laundry yet. All right. <laughs> and so like this was like something I could throw on without having to iron, because you know I am the Iron Man. You are the Iron Man. I brought the iron to Baltimore. Nice. Every hotel yeah. has one in the in the closet, no. I don't. I don't trust the hotel iron. Ah, oh, fair enough. I don't trust the hotel iron because, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Because it ruined a brand new pair of jeans. Because here's a good story. You iron your jeans. I wanted to. I I, uh, I hung the jeans in the shower to get already pre-existing wrinkles out, right? All right. So I hung in the shower and it got really really wet. So then I decided, you know what? I tried the blow dryer gimmick. Didn't work. It was taking way too long. So then I was like, you know what? I'll pour all the water, the existing water, out of the hotel iron and use it on... I don't know why I didn't use my iron now that I think about it. But I put all the water out of the hotel, uh, hotel iron. Oh, because you know what? I already packed my iron. And then um, and then, uh, it, then it still left burn marks on my iron, on my, on my brand new... right it was a rough go snow <laughs> all right well that was a riveting story tony's asleep or dead one of the two so, that's a that's a 645 story guys <laughs> you would have killed me switch. if for i some reason the first 7 30 my my internet was pulling from the router in the attic for some reason so i switched it we're fine oh we're, we're fine well we got a big show tonight we got vsk got VSK at 8.15, one of the hottest independent wrestlers on the scene. You see him on Impact AEW Dark, AEW Dark Elevation. I think he's um, on tonight, actually. Yeah, he is on tonight. Um, How's he doing that? He's a man of many talents. He's a man-eater. He's got uh, a great beard, too, by the way. Uh, Kevin, Kevin's birthday extravaganza. He went down to Baltimore. We'll talk about that. He's got some yeah. choice words for Nick Gage, I think. Kevin uh, went down to Baltimore. I, I'm going to bust Tony's balls about the NWA. Power. Yeah, well, we get more fucking downloads than they get pay-per-view buys. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> WWE, Ring of Honor. We got so much to talk about, and it's all next here. And I got the guys outside cutting down trees. We so, picks. you know, if you're not watching, we do have picks. If you're not watching on Facebook, if a tree comes through this window, it's a wrap for Shining Wizards Matt tonight. I'm out. Oh, man. And we got to talk about picks. We got to talk about In Your House. Oh, we got so much, and it's all next here. 
on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. I'm sleepy. <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? This is VSK, sometimes one half of Massage Force, uh, sometimes super serious wrestler that doesn't enjoy joking around at all. Uh, come follow me on Instagram at IsThatVSK and on Twitter at VSKing98. Watch me uh, go through this internal struggle and try and uh, discover myself like a teen angst movie. Uh, but for now, you're listening to The Shining Wizards. Please enjoy the show. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? What <laughs> a fucking loser. Fuck The Shining Wizards. out there in radio land this is the shining wizards and we're doing episode 537 we got vsk joining us today we're going to do a lot of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling what the fuck boys welcome everyone and welcome the boys how you doing boys you're my boys you know like my shane douglas impersonation i love it it's my favorite it's my favorite impersonation you do really out of all of them yeah, I heard a rumor. Let me. I just got to put this out here. I heard a rumor, right? Shit. Word has hit the IWC. Uh oh. Right? That we're hmm. going to be back in studio on July 12th. And people say Tony's had over, over a year, almost two years. Where are the Tony liners? You know, you have, people have said you have such a knack of getting such great liners. You know, it's a lot of people have been locked down. I mean, quarantine's ending, so you know what? Maybe, maybe I gotta throw my my feelers out again. Throw my hook into the water. Get us some bait. You know, who who was today? What do you mean? Who did the liner just now? Oh, you VSK. Have to, you have to go back and listen, Kevin. Oh, I said it already. Sorry. VSK. We have a liner from VSK. It surprised the shit out of me when I was going down the list. I was like, look at this. Coinky dinky dinky. Yes, we do. Tony, is it possible that you can play it again? I missed it. Uh, nope. That's what the replay's for. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, you just press that little rewind button and go listen to it again. Thanks for joining us tonight on The Rant, rantmradio.com. Thanks for joining us on the Facebook. Don't we look great tonight? Facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast. Don't I look great in my Uncle Creepy shirt? I heard the Wednesday night crew talking about this shirt. I wanted to represent my boy Matt because I do love my SWK shirt. I feel like the Matt shirt doesn't get enough love. Fucking uh, bad news Tony or fake news Tony gets no love whatsoever. I never see anybody wearing that fucking thing. So it is what it is. On the the shirt rankings, I'm kind of down here. No, I don't even remember the Wednesday night show. 
wait, did I say the Wednesday night show? You did. The, we, apparently the show we, that recaps the show that airs on Fridays now. You said uh, that we they talked about the Uncle Creepy shirt, did they? Uh, dude, I was... It's been a busy week for me. I don't really recall. At one point, I laid down on the couch Wednesday night, and uh, I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> you didn't? Don't you usually? I mean... No, I was... It's been a rough one. Rough go of it here. I'm at... What's this? Today was day 22 in a row? Of what? Sleeping? No, of work. Oh, shit. Well, you had the afternoon off, though, right? You put it to good use? No, Not I didn't really? have the afternoon off. I thought you did. You texted us. You were like, I'm off. I'm done. Yeah, at 5.30, I was done. Oh, oh. shit, that was 5.30? I left the house at 7.45 this morning. It's, border, it's borderline dusk, Tony. Oh, these sorry. Guys, these guys outside better hightail it. The fucking storm is coming, buddy. Well, we're getting you. We're not getting rain till like almost midnight around here. Around you, you I got what's the my rain aware say? I'm in a severe thunderstorm warning, and rain is starting any minute now. Well, I guess it sucks to I think, be you. I well, think no, I'm good in it. I think I'm good in Essex County. I no, think. I'm inside. It sucks for the guy that's in the fucking tree in my backyard that he's cutting down right now. Well, that dick should have been there last week when he told you he was coming. So whose fault is that? <sighs> Man, I got a lot of very stressful tree week for Matt over here. <laughs> it is not. So wait, that, he's in a crane. No, the crane, the crane. That's got to be crane. The crane wouldn't reach this tree. Wait, so, this tree? What no, was that? No, the tree outside. This tree that's right there. It's outside the window. You were like, this tree? Hey, this tree. <laughs> you got a lot. <laughs> Fucking this tree over here. What the, what, what do you got? The crane wouldn't reach this tree. So they are like manually, like they got like ropes and pulleys and there's a dude in the tree and then there's two dudes at the bottom of the tree and they're just cutting and strutting this thing down. Hey Matt, how many are you said? So that you said there's three of them. Yeah, there's three of them. <laughs> we got three guys in the tree over here. How you guys, how you guys doing tonight? Boogaloo. <laughs> I'm waiting for the rest of the parts to my Father's Day present to arrive. Father's Day's not for another week. I know. My wife ordered me an awesome gift, and unfortunately, it happened to arrive. What was it? Saturday night? Friday night? She's like, my son's like, why does it sound like gunshots outside? We look out the window. It's a Penske truck. She goes, oh shit! I guess your Father's Day present arrived early. <laughs> mm. It was a beautiful grill. Oh, it's a beautiful grill. Oh, nice. Beautiful. You know what the only problem is? All the parts for the side burner were missing. So I had to wait for them to ship new ones. Uh, I was going to guess the only problem is you're going to only use it when the turnbuckle throwbacks come over. (laughs) You fucking dickhead. Actually, it'll probably hold enough burgers to feed Phil. I don't know how everybody else is going to eat. There ain't a fucking grill big enough, buddy. (laughs) You start your own podcast called Grilling TZ. Oh, shit. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe over the summer, maybe we'll start doing some grilling shows. We'll just hang out in the yard, get bit by mosquitoes, grill some burgers. Sounds awful. Why? Don't the you bit like by grilling? mosquitoes part sounds awful. <laughs> Dude, I fell we'll through. We'll put the... some of those salmonella candles outside. It'll be fine. I fell okay. through the stairs a couple weeks ago, right? So my scab is healing. It was so itchy from being outside the other day and being all sweaty. I scratched the fuck out of my leg. I'm a maniac. If I get mosquito bites, I'll scratch myself till I bleed. Yeah, yeah get yourself that. some of that uh that cortisone ten, or whatever it's called. Yeah, you should have put that itch shit on there. Yeah. The itch oh shit. shit! What happened? What'd they do? Matt's listening out the window. Now I hear the thunder and I hear the chainsaw. Oh, 
I just want to see a big ass like I don't want to see it, but it would be hysterical if a giant ass tree branch just like crashed oh, like through Matt's Christmas window, vaca- like Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, Matt! Matt might kill someone and or himself by the end of the show tonight, folks. You're tuning in during a great episode. We got VSK joining us in the hour. If they're tree guys, they know what they're doing. No, I know. Look, this has been this has been a process. It's been a process since. Last Friday. They came last Friday. They started, right? Then the rains came. But what they did, they had to move a Japanese maple tree. They dug that motherfucker up and they put it by the house. Look, I don't know how everyone does business, but I just assume. (laughs) I just assume that people are uh, communication is a very open line, especially in this line of, of work with a lot of money. I'm paying a lot of money for this shit. Okay. Oh, tree work isn't is fucking not cheap. So I would say you're getting a full fledged tree. You're not planting a tree. You're getting a full fledged like adult grown tree put in. No. So the Japanese maple was is a small. It's a it's a small tree, but it's been growing. But it's a very expensive tree, uh, and I don't want it to die. So they moved it because they didn't want to crush it. Great. Then they got rained out on Friday, so they had to leave. I would assume someone would have sent some kind of text message, email, phone call on Saturday saying, hey, we got rained out. We're going to reschedule. We'll be back uh, and we'll come plant the tree. Nothing, not nothing all weekend. So I reached out and I was like, I'm very disappointed that no one has reached out to me to let me know what the fuck is going on, because there are there are cut down trees everywhere on my property. Everywhere. These things are kind of cool looking. Do you have a red dragon or a blood good? I don't know which what type it is. Is it short and squatty or is it does it grow tall? Is I don't it know. Blood it's, good Ricky Steamboat's name. It's probably like two feet tall right now. It's a beautiful looking tree. It's gonna when it grows, it's gonna be beautiful. Oh, two feet's not not a not a not a small tree. It's getting there. So Rhiannon is very upset about them moving this tree and she didn't want it to die. And then you know, last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, it's like a fucking thousand degrees every day. Mm-hmm. So now I'm emailing them like I get it like I don't expect anyone to work in the weather the rain the shitty rain like especially tree work uh, the weather outside all I want weather. is someone to come back and replant this fucking tree before it dies that's all I want they didn't take my money yet so it's not like I paid them and I'm waiting for them to finish they have yet to take a dollar from me and I appreciate that but what I wanted was for them to come plant the tree so they called me Monday they said someone will be here end of the day Monday oh. or first thing tomorrow morning. Well, guess what? Nobody came fucking on Monday, and nobody came Tuesday halfway through the day. So then I sent another email, and I said, you better get somebody out here to replant this fucking tree before the end of the day, because I have had it up to here. And I didn't say with the expletives. So I was like, you said it would be done tomorrow or this morning. Neither of those things have happened. Please. I just want the tree replanted, because I was going to do it myself, but then I looked it up online. There's a specific way you have to do it, and I'm not fucking killing this tree, Okay. Finally, someone came and replanted the tree. Great. Then they said they'll be here Saturday to do tree work, and they did. The work is magnificent. They do a great job. It's the communication with the office that's pissing me off. So there was seven sounds trees. Like, sounds a lot like wrestling. So there were seven trees that were supposed to come down, but last week some the dude was like, "Hey, just so you know, this tree is not an ash tree, and it's not dead. Do you want me to take it down?" And I was like, "No, if it's not dead, don't take it down." So now I got to get my price adjusted too. 
I've I I just want a fucking answer. I want to know how much money to give these motherfucking guys. They're driving me up a wall. And now there's got to be a goddamn tornado outside. They're gonna have to leave. There's still fucking trees everywhere. There's trees back here. They cut this tree down. The whole front yard. There's trees. And they're supposed to cut all the wood up and leave it for me because we want two cords of wood because we use it in the fireplace. We use it in the fire pit. It's a fucking disaster. I'm oh, sorry. Two what of wood? Cords. 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 Cords of wood with a C. Yes, no. cords. Cords. It's cord? a cord. Never heard that before. A cord of wood. It's a lot of fucking wood. One cord of wood is a lot of wood. I'm going to get two because I have so many trees. Is that like two drams is a cord? I don't know what a dram is. I don't know what a cord is, so we're both idiots. Well, look it up. I you looked I, up a fucking Japanese maple tree. Look up a cord. It's a lot of wood. I think I think ounces lead to quartz. No, not quartz. <laughs> cords. I'm going to look it up. Heaven's on fire tonight. How much it's... Kevin, I would tell you to keep joking, but since Matt's so pissed off, I think we should leave. I'm not pissed. Ah, leave it alone. Cord. Okay, one cord. I don't know what this is going to do for you guys. Is 958 liquid gallons. That's a lot. Mm. You know what a gallon is. You bought a gallon of milk before. Right. Imagine 968 of those bad boys. Pretty sure that's what I drank this weekend. It's usually four feet wide, four feet high, and eight feet long. Cords. I never, I never knew that a, that a, a like a bushel of wood was called a cord. Yes, I think it's more than a bushel. A bushel's a small little thing, isn't it? Well, how many bushels in a cord? <laughs> you use a cord to tie up a bushel. Like I don't. No, I think you drive in a cord to go to... get the bushels. I used to, to get the bushels. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. These guys are still fucking cutting trees down, though. I still hear that fucking chainsaw going. No, they're trying to get it done, man. They I had to park across the fucking yeah. street again at the pool. They blocked my whole shit. They blocked his shit. I'll be happy when this is all done. I hmm. will, too. Maybe next week we won't get angry Matt. Uh, I'm not angry. I'm pretty no, he doesn't pretty seem good. Too, he doesn't seem too put out. Yeah, he's a little agitated. He's a little he's too many spoons in that porridge stirring things up. A lot of spoons. There's a lot of spoons in the porridge. I didn't even have time to open my figures I got this week. Oh, What'd you get? Well, I had to re. I had to get a Cody Series Four. Of course you did. Right, because nice. they, because they sent me. I got the Chase figure, so I have to have one to open and display. I can't take how you say the word figure. And I got uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Ultimate Stone Cold. Oh, Why do they come with multiple heads now? It's so creepy. Because you could put a head on. Because this one is Ric Flair. He can give you a blowy if you want to stick your little wiener in his open mouth. What? Oh, I thought it said Rio up top. It says Rick. That says Rick. Rio Flair. Yes. Woo. Oh, woo. And I just got my T-shirts from Ring of Honor. I didn't even open those things. That Ric Flair Ultimate might be the most perfect figure that might ever have been created. Not the Mister Perfect figure. <laughs> Not as no. mediocre. No. So, uh, so that's that's uh, what's been going on on my end of the spectrum. How about you, fellas? Crazy Town, USA, baby. Yeah, Tony. Sedan how about got you? A grill. Matt's got trees. Just a grill. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kevin. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big hit. Kevin, we oh. teased. We do. Oh, oh, hit me with a no before we get to. Ke- I got to hear all about this birthday extravaganza. Wait, birthday extravaganza. Kevin's oh, birthday Kevin's extravaganza birthday. weekend, man. Yeah, let's let's hear from Kevin. Don't worry about me. Ah, boy, it was it was crazy. Went down to Baltimore for the Major Brothers Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. 
gimmick, their live show at Jimmy Seafood. It was uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Went down Thursday night, hung out with some uh, other fans. <clears throat> and then uh, Thursday night, was it Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night, we're, we're chilling, we're drinking. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Who is it? It's Broski. It's uh, Myers and the uh, and the film crews, film crew. So we had some beers with the with the uh, the boys of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. They were filming their blog. It was uh, pretty cool. Ah, did you uh, mark out for Zack Ryder? I I I know. It was tough because uh, I'm exhausted. Um, so you so Brian walks in first, big old big old friend hug because I've known him forever. That's fine. But then Broski walks in, I'm like, holy shit! Like that's like that was like a mark out moment, and I was just you know shook his hand, you know introduced myself, uh, and then you know we just talked, shot the shit for about a half hour, hour, and then they left. And that was it was awesome. It was great. Did you tell him you would take a take a Nick Gage bullet for him? No, Nick Gage didn't come up that night. I'm surprised actually. But that's hey, pretty cool. Know? No, it was awesome, man. It, it was like, you know, it felt good to be a fan again. Like, this was actually, this is something that I'm a fan of. And and it's, uh, you know, the live show was great. That was Friday night at Jimmy's Seafood. Who was your, uh, who was your drinking crew? Uh, Carrie Cowan. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, the guys, uh, this guy's named Joey. His last name's escaping me. Just, you know, fans of them. And, uh. So it was them, the guys who have this podcast called the the Major World Order. It's basically where they literally have a podcast about the podcast. All right. So, so uh, guys like guys' names are like Andrew Husfar, uh, Billy Peck, some other people. So that was fun. Like we all stayed in the same hotel, so we'd all be like, "Hey, what are you doing? Where are you going?" Um, a lot of hotel drinking. Didn't really nice. go out. I wanted to try to make it to to Towson, but I never did because a lot of sleep and a lot of. Did you guys uh, like coordinate through like their uh, their Facebook group or they have like a discord or something? They have a Facebook group. Nice. But uh, I think my point person was Carrie, like who's going where, what's what's happening, what are you guys doing? And then they went out like Friday night was the show, which was incredible. And Nick Gage obviously showed up and caused havoc. So that was wild through CPA over a table, knocking everyone's drinks over right by us. And uh which is Maven, Max Caster, Rory Fox. Uh, I saw Surfer Stang. Surfer Stang. Um, trying to think who else was there. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, it was a, there was a whole lot. You know what? I went to Jimmy's Seafood. Bro, I didn't have one thing to eat. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. No, but here, like, all right, so I would, like, wake up so late. And I'd be like, all right, let me, I need to eat something. So I would just order Uber Eats. And then by the time I got to, you know, Jimmy's, I was like, all right, I could get something. But I was so like, like not full, but like with the booze and the food, I was like, I don't, I don't want to eat anything. I, then I get home and then eat again. It was, it was, I can't believe I, I wanted to. That was, I was looking forward to the crab cakes the most and I never got them. Shame, shame. Yeah, but overall, it was a great weekend. I wish I had more exciting stories to tell, but that Thursday night was the was the best one. Just just chilling and then having those guys pop in was awesome. You didn't uh, sneak your way into the Double J show? No, I didn't. And I probably probably could have in hindsight. But, I mean, I, I didn't want to be that guy, and I was looking at the ticket. I was, like, really contemplating buying a ticket. 
that I'm like, dude, do I really want to smoke another hundred bucks? Like, I don't need that in my life right now. So I was like, I love you, Double J. Love you, Conrad. Not happening. All right. What else did you th- Was that your weekend for the most part? That, that was it, man. It was uh, drinking with uh, new friends in the hotel and, and the Jeff Jarrett show. That was pretty much it. Again, when I, I'm, I'm such a bad trip taker. Like, I don't go do like when I went to Portugal, I didn't do anything. I didn't go sightsee at all. Like, it's literally it's a terrible, terrible trait that I have where I go places. I could have gone to Towson easily, could have easily gone to Towson and and uh, revisited my the campus and gone to the to the old places up there that I used to love to go to. I just didn't just didn't happen. Couldn't motivate myself to do it. When but overall, you, uh... it's a great show. A lot of crazy, a lot of crazy antics. A lot of good stuff. And uh, yeah, but the, the, the Thursday night with the Broski and uh, Hawkins pop in was was awesome. I saw that hack. Jay George was there. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay George was there. That's right. Jay George was there. He was doing some filming. He was. Uh, it was great. I thought I got to talk to him for a little while. I'm sorry. I love Jay George. Jay George rules. Did he hit you with some dad jokes? Dude, Matt, not yes. going to lie to you. I, I wish the store, like, I know people talked into microphones there, but I have no idea what they said. <laughs> like, <laughs> haven't had a great birthday. All right. Uh, yeah, I it mean, was my birthday. Yeah. Oh, and I got, I got presents. It was, it was cool. People got Wait, me what stuff. What kind of presents? Let's, let's talk about this presents. What did you get here? I got this uh, David C. Anderson, who is like the host, a.k.a. the commissioner, got me uh, the, Seinf- the new Seinfeld book. All right. Uh, Wait, you can read? I, huh? You know how to read? Oh yeah, dude, I'm a smart guy. All right. Did you read it on the uh, on the train ride back? Nope, I was talking to people on the train ride back. Oh. Oh yeah. Good All stuff. Right. Yeah. Met a nice lady from Connecticut. 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 Yeah. So we're talking. Oh wow. I think we're. Uh... Tony, I think we're. I think we're losing them to the major family. I think that he's they're they're whisking him away. Sounds no. like he's, in, he's in kind of like a dreamland there. Like, oh, look. Anyway. I'm, t- I'm still, I still haven't recovered. I'm still like super, super tired. Like, you look good. I try. I mean, I, I tried. It was, it was great. Did you get any figures? No, no, I didn't go. I didn't go toy hunting. I didn't do anything. They I didn't don't go... sell figures at the fucking major figure podcast. Well, what figures would they have? I don't Jim sell Duggan. your fucking heel, the the fucking zombie sailor shit. Give it an exclusive pre-sale to the wonderful people that support the major podcast. Well, a pre-sale is one thing. Actually, having them in hand is a different thing. You couldn't buy like those things, those things take a while to make. You could buy like autograph Zack Ryder shit or autograph. I didn't do anything, bro. I didn't do any photo ops. I didn't do shit. Like if, if Zach and and uh, Brian. Jesus, Matt and Brian made figures by hand out of like modeling clay. Would you buy one? I mean, that's pretty much what Zombie is doing. No, but I mean, just the two of them. Like one day, like they make a video where they just build their own shit, and then they go, "Here, who wants it?" Would you? If they sold it, yeah. I mean, I bought a lot kookier stuff. I have like a whole box of stuff right over here that I bought from from them. A lot of good is doing in that box. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I'm not a display guy. No, I like the buttons are in Kevin's box. What's behind you? That's for the show. Well, wouldn't you want to display your best pieces for the show? Oh. 
I thought this was the signed one that I have signed by all three of them. But I, you know what? I might actually open this one right now. Wow. You, no, now, no. hold on. Let's rethink this. Tony, I have you... four. Four? What are you doing with four? I want a raffle for the two signed ones. And then I have the one that you gave me. Right. And then I have one from Johnny Clash. Oh. So the two I'm going to open, uh, which I haven't done yet, I'm going to open and put Brian and Matt's head on them. I don't care about Edge. Oh. And the other two, and the other two, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep signed. All right. In wow. Box. What a birthday weekend for Kevin. What else? What other kind of gifts did you get? Uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen my brother or my or sister-in-law or my nieces yet. So nothing from them. My dad got me, you know, basic stuff. He uh, got me like a, a devil's rocks glass, which I love. Oh, nice. So that's pretty cool. And uh, nah, that was it. I'm trying to think. Uh, people just bought me beers and shots and stuff. Nice. So awesome. Get you all fucking mangled. Yeah. It was a good time, man. Like, it wasn't really about, like, like I didn't do the I didn't do the photo ops. I didn't, like, which I kind of regret now not taking more pictures. I really yeah, didn't take. You should have. Just not my style, I guess. I don't know. Not your style. to Now, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Let's, let's have a little one-on-one. Yeah, I need you guys Kevin. to ask me questions because I'm running low on energy here. Do you not do the pictures because you think it's Markish? I do to an extent. And but then also like the line was insanely long, and I would rather just go hang out and talk to people than do the. I should have done the photo op. Now that you I have to, about it. Was photo op part of your ticket, or you had to pay? Yeah, it? no, no, it was free. Yeah. Oh, dude, get on that line, bro. Like even just like taking a picture with like Brian, just like talking. Like I should have done that. Like or Broski or or Mark. Like I, I just should have done it, and I just didn't. So you should have, right. man. Those memories. Come on, bro. Yeah, Live Nine is in Boston, so I'll probably go to that. Yeah. When's that? That actually, I probably won't go to that because that's August twenty first, and it's like right before Alaska. Oh, so I probably won't go to that. Ooh. Kevin, you anyway, got yes, Kevin, you birthday. gotta, you gotta make a promise to me and Tony. Okay. When you when you go to Alaska, dude, go to fucking Alaska. Don't spend the whole time in your fucking hotel room, man. Yeah, yeah. seriously. You got well, it. It's what... fucking Alaska. Well, that's what's great about those guys. They will go out, so like they will hit me up and be like, "Let's go do stuff." I'm like, all right. Right, but you, you have to be motivated to go. It's going to probably be cold. It's August. It can't be that cold. It's fucking Alaska, it be, Kevin. Yeah, but it won't be terribly cold. It's not going to be like, you know, 10 degrees out, but, you know. Yeah, let's see. I mean, it'll still be maybe a hoodie and, you know, jeans and a wool hat, but. Yeah, so a little yeah. bundled up. You're good. It's not like you got to bring a pea coat and a fucking thermal long johns or anything. Yeah, bring them pea coats. Yeah. Dude, it was just, it was a, it was a great. Great weekend. Absolutely incredible. I can't wait to destroy Baltimore on July 11th. Better watch out, Baltimore. I'm fuck oh, that's right. Up. Ring of Honor. I'm gonna Actually, oh, my up. God. You just reminded me. What's that? What do you got for me? Mott Spock hit me up. I think it's Mott Spock. Mott Spock is Highball Tom on Twitter. Yep. He, has yeah, many, he, he wears many hats. He has many yeah. fucking names. None of them make sense. He's Tom. Yeah. He's Milwaukee yeah, Tom. He's the Mott Spock. He's Highball Tom. He hit me up. I totally, because I, as soon as I got home, I fell, I went, went, went right to sleep. So I got to hit him back up because he asked about the Ring of Art because he's going. He's coming in, I think. Mott Spock is coming. He's going. Come he's, in a, he's in our, our pod. I think he got a... He said he got another pod, I thought. Did he get another pod? Did he get, I don't know if he got another pod. I know he's going to MLW the night before with a fucking miserable Phil, so we can watch Phil be miserable for five hours. 
miserable film. I know, no. Until somebody's. Until somebody texts me and says, why do you always talk shit about me? I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. Because yeah. <laughs> I know you don't fucking listen. I know you don't listen, Phil. And you were fucking miserable when we went to MLW. I had a great time with Bullet Club Rob <laughs> and Jay. So I don't give a shit. And I got and that was a legit five hour taping. It was a long. It was probably like four hours. It was a fucking long time. It Lots was a of, long uh, time. Lots of Ariel Dominguez and Zenshi matches. There was uh, quite a few uh, Zenshi matches. Um, I saw Filthy Tom Lawler like eight times. Like Kevin got nice. a koozie. Swoggle. Swoggle koozie. Nice. On a, on a luggage cart. <laughs> You're going all out. You're living the gimmick, man. How was your interaction oh, with Maven? I got this. I didn't buy I- Oh, dude, that was okay. That was the best part. Where like I was kind of literally sitting on like the like the outside of the table where everyone was coming in and coming out. So like when like like when they were when everyone got introduced, they would come and they would literally walk right by me. Maven, I don't know how he remembers me. I've maybe had maybe four or five interactions with Maven my entire life. And Maven comes and I go like to shake his hand, like you know, like a mark, whatever, and. uh and then all of a sudden he's like he 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 comes in for the bro hug, and was like, dude, I like I I miss you. I love your comments, man. Like it it's like it was it was weird. I was like, I don't how does Maven like remember me? I think it was like I met him in Edison like five years ago or something like that at the at an outdoor like show, and Hawkins was on it, and so Maven like loved it. Like as soon as like Brian comes in, he gives me a big hug and it's like, hey, Garifo made it out of his house. Like. <laughs> One of those things, um, trying to think who, oh, Jeff Jarrett was there. Duh. He showed up at the end. He was the big main event. Uh, so he, he gave me a big handshake. I, I wanted to talk to him, but he was kind of on his way out at the end. I feel like that would have been the, the, the coup de gras if I was able to just to have like five seconds with Jeff Jarrett. Let me ask you, Kev, what is the live show about? Uh, it's, I mean, it's guests. It's segment. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember the the blob, the amazing, uh, the revolting blob, the wrestler from yep. uh, from PWS back in the day. Uh, Joe Shoes. He did an eating contest for uh, like the big UFO. Like it's a giant. It's like twelve pounds of food or something like that. Couldn't do it. Threw up in a bucket. Um, so that was great. Um, but the the show is like they they do like segments and like it's it's all kind of stuff they would do on their actual show. Like, but it's mostly talking to guests or like having like, like surfer Stan came up to like attack. They do like live, like weird, like attack segments, like Rory Fox comes in to ruin shit. It's like, it's hard to describe really. It's like a variety show basically is what it is. So it's like a SNL basically is what they do. Was it worth it? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Cause I, well, no, cause I went to see something to wrestle with and it was, you know, I felt like they just uh, I, I don't feel like it's the the live event is no different than the podcast. Like you don't hear stories um, like Conrad and Bruce didn't tell anything that they've never talked about. No, this is not that. This is like entertaining. This is like a real like borderline like not. It's like a wrestling show without the wrestling. Like everyone like and the crowd absolutely adores them. So like when they make it really, really fun. Like they do like reveals they do like, like video trons. They do, um, uh, all the stuff. And 
the, the the crowd the fans they were extremely dedicated to them so like they'll those like you could throw like you could probably do like a a conrad live show like we went to and the people would probably still like eat it up even though it wasn't the most interactive other than like the q a but right they did a q a but that was it yeah it wasn't yeah. anything to write home about yeah. um now you sent a very interesting text yesterday with some very disparaging comments to one Nick Gage. Um, Not to uh, him, about him. You said you would fuck him up. I would fuck him up. Wow. I didn't know if you that was train Kevin talking, but no, we got real Kevin here. No, nah, I mean, I'm still train Kevin. I oh. kind of take it back. We'll see. All right. All right. What? Wow, don't really. I, I, had a, I had your back too, man. Don't fucking take it back. I'm not taking it back. I don't like the guy. What did, wait, what don't you like about him? I don't like how he's trying to horn in on the success of my boy Broski. You don't think yeah. Broski tried to horn in on his MDK? No, 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 no. That's a completely different trademark. Yeah, come on, dude. No. Yeah. I'm no, on Broski. Broski's legit. Me and Nick Gage would fuck the two of you up. I'm just saying right now. All right. So here's the thing. Yeah, sure. I think <laughs> I would definitely be able to I'll take tell Nick you what. Gage. I, I, don't would... think I, I don't think I could take you. Wait, you I think, think I could you take could Nick take Nick Gage? Yeah. Wow. He's a tiny guy. He's not a big guy. I mean, I'm not big or anything, but I have height on him. Kev, you know what I would do? I would make you our manager, and I say our because it would be Matt and Nick Gage against me and Marco Stunt. That's what I'm fucking talking about. I want to see oh, Marco Stunt. I would fucking punt. Shit out of I you. would punt him across the room. You would not. You wouldn't even know what to fucking put on to fucking punt him. No, because I'd feel like I'm assaulting a child. Hey, hey, hey! See, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if Broski can fight. Like. If I can take Brian instead of Broski, I would do that in a heartbeat. I think Brian could Brian could defend himself. I don't know if Broski can fight. I don't know if he's ever been in a fight. Maybe what? he has. I don't know. By the way, Marco Stunt is a champion as we speak. Marco Stunt's a champion of nothing. It's a garbage made-up title. That fucking BT title is about as worthless as the fucking FTW title. Don't get me started. Kate's always fucking trying to get me started when the Twitter oh, no. tagging me in all the fucking Marco stunt bullshit. You, I wouldn't give GCW a fucking penny to see that fucking scab be any, be part of any show that Marco stunt. You fucking Wait, jobber. So would you go? Would you go see Cardona, Nick Gage? Would I go see? If I could go to that show, I would go. But if if Marco stunts on the show, I'm out. Because uh, I know my hard-earned money is going to probably help get him a hot dog or a handshake. Maybe get him a haircut because he looks like a fucking rug rat. Get him out of here. He's garbage. I don't want to see him. He's on the I list like- with King Mo and Bobby Lashley and the fucking pirate. There you go. I can't go to the Cardona Nick Gage thing. Why? WrestlePro's back that day. You're not serious, are you? I'd rather go to WrestlePro than see that show, too. You would rather go to WrestlePro than watch Nick Gage murder a person? Yeah. He's not killing Cardona. He was going to murderize him. Listen, for the record, I'm a big Nick Gage fan, by the way. Oh, come on, Kevin. You didn't even let the gimmick sit for more than five minutes. Listen, I don't need him threatening me. How's he going to threaten you? We can't even get fucking Phil to listen to this podcast. You think Nick Gage is listening? But I know Giancarlo listens. Oh, nice. Set that yeah. up, Giancarlo. Yeah, so Giancarlo's going to go, hey, Nick Gage, I don't know if you knew. No, of course it's a joke. I actually saw him this week. He was there this weekend, too, so it was great. 
Sean, it was just Kevin's talking some shit about you, you know. Nah, Listen. set it up, John Carlo. Let's get a Nick Gage run in. Love to have him on the pod. Who? John Carlo? Both. Gage or John Carlo. Yeah, I'd throw you good. right under the bus with Nick Gage. I would tell him. Oh, are you kidding me? If Bobby Lashley or fucking Io Shirai or any of them showed up, I'd throw Matt completely under. You wouldn't have to. I'd beat you. I would beat you to it. I'd back the bus over him a few times too. No, wait, no, no. Io Shirai. No, Kerry Sane's the pirate. Kerry Sane, whatever. King Mo. I'd fucking King Mo could eat a bag of dog shit. How do you like them apples, King Mo? I've reached out to King Mo a few times, never heard back. Yeah, he doesn't know how to fucking read. That's why. Holy shit. Dude. What? He doesn't. He's been hitting the fucking head so many times in those MMA fights. He don't know what's going on. How fucking MLW? We re-signed King Mo. Who, who's excited about that? Who? Is the, who's Eddie Edwards is going to be at the WrestlePro show. Great. Who gives a shit about King Mo, though? Right? If King Mo was at the WrestlePro show, people would be asking for their money back. He was supposed to be at the the one that they had to cancel when COVID first started. Yeah, they had to cancel it because they put King Mo on the bill. They weren't selling <laughs> fucking tickets. That's why they canceled. Because no one wants to see King Mo. And even uh, that, you'd be like, oh, would you go and see King Mo? No. Remember when I went to go see uh, Bobby Lashley? I walked across the street. I got into that event for free, and he wasn't even there. He was dodging me. He called up Chris Masters. He said, Masterpiece, take my spot. I hear Shining Wizards Mad is right across the street. I didn't pay for that. I walked right in an intermission. He's dodging you. Of course. That, it, was that Impact or is that? No, that was whatever fucking indie show oh, was the... at the Parsippany High School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that that you bought Earl Hebner drinks at fucking Ground Round? No, no. I wasn't going out to Buffalo Wild Wings after that. I had to work the next day. It's a shame. You blew off one of the greatest referees in the history of the business because you had to work the next day. Oh, God. what was he going to fucking count three for me at the fucking bar? One, two, three. Did he get him? No, he didn't. We had to fucking interview him with someone on the line, too. He doesn't want to talk about Montreal. Great. Wait, who was? Oh, he for real? Yeah. I was there. His handler was there. What do you mean you weren't there? We did that at your house. Did we? Yes. Did I talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't remember this either, man. I thought it was at your place, too. I'm getting old. <laughs> <sighs> no, it was at Studio A, because I remember I had to call his the, his handler on the way down. To Tony's. I want to be a handler. I want to be able to handle all these men. I think it's just a fucking fluff bullshit. You got to fucking handle these guys. You got to be on the line with them. I jo- fucking joined last week. If you didn't listen, fucking Alan Funk, he's tearing it up. That fucking interview was killer. But he was dropping Ross Foreman. I, ooh, I almost bit my tongue right off. I was about to chime in on some Ross Foreman. I was just going to say that. I hate that we have to go through him for impact stuff. Well, we don't because I refuse to fucking send him any more emails. And the talent doesn't want him there. You think Ace Austin really wanted to have an interview with Ross sitting there? It's like, come on. No, it's and the fucking the list of bullshit. That's like, this is what you're not going to like. Who does it? Who interviews a wrestler and talks to him about fucking politics? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Don't ask. him. Don't ask him about the Me Too movement. I'm not going to. Don't ask him about President Trump. Who the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, we want we want to talk about video games and fast food yeah and it's fucking him being in the x division and his team with madman fulton i don't give a fuck what he thinks about the president are you kidding me (laughs) wrap it up guys fuck out of here ross foreman you fucking dick bag 
Guys, follow my live tweeting of Impact Wrestling every Thursday night on the Shining Wizard. Yeah, Kevin account. slays it. He slays it. And it's not like what? we haven't been doing this for 10 years. We have all these great relationships with all these fucking wrestling legends, but I got to go through fucking Ross Foreman to talk to, to get, some fucking To fuck get Luke Gallows, here. who answers every single message you ever send yeah, him. Yeah, and he's, fuck, his whole thing is he plays with his dick and balls on YouTube. You, want, you think he's going to say something offensive on our podcast? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> fuck out of here. I'll have fucking Henry Godwin on six more times before we even see another impact guy through Ross Foreman. I'll reach out to Eric Young right now, and Eric Young will be like, yeah, I'll come join you guys. Because EY is the shit. Love EY. Love the shit. We had follow ball on no issues. Yeah. You want to know why? Because Ross Foreman is a fuckface. Oh, come on now. Come on. Oh, we're burning bridges, baby. Matt Dave, Ross Foreman, Matt Cardona. Who? King I, Mo? I got no issues with uh, King Mo. How would we piss on him if he was on fire? Oh, yeah, fire? why did I say Matt Cardona? There's no bridge to burn with Ross. Ross burned his own bridge. Oh, Fuck out of here, Ross. You, uh, you should, like, write a press release every time. We do, Ross. You only have 7,000 followers. It's, it's, you don't have enough subscribers on YouTube. Ross, go away, you turd. Fucking turd, listen, I love Impact more than like anyone probably on the planet. Maybe other than one of the guys I did that Freeland vehicle with. There's no reason why we should have to go through somebody. No, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like AEW, I could probably understand, but and even and even though Impact, Steve, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like Brian did our Brian did it, no problem. Eric Eric Young, no problem. Eric Young, Rohit, no problem. Rohit, no problem. Falaba, no problem. Jacques yeah. Rougeau, he's a problem. Problem. Yeah, he's a problem. Maybe we should reach out to Ross to get Jacques back on. Fucking Jacques Rougeau. Did you watch that fucking Dark Side of the Ring? That Finally, kid? we're getting into some fucking talk about some shit we watched this week. I love it. Yeah, Jacques Rougeau is a fucking piece of shit. Holy cow. What do you guys think? Brass knuckles or a roll of quarters? It was a roll of quarters. The I dynamite would... thing? Because yeah. he, he's told the story that his father told him to go to the bank to buy quarters. Sure, but, I mean, we've all held, held a roll of quarters. You really think it's going to do that much damage? Probably. I never understood that. It's more weight in your hand. It gives your hand more solid. Yeah, but, bro, it broke, like, all his fucking teeth. Okay. Dynamite's from England. You don't think his teeth are fucked up to begin with? I mean, he was fucked up to begin with. Right, well, what, what are they? What was it like in boxing? If you like put something like illegal in like your glove, it still adds to the punch. Yeah. Of it of it happening, so I guess it could. But is a roll of quarters really that heavy? It's not that it's that heavy. It's that it fucking makes your hand solid. You know, it fucking solids you up. Yeah, but wouldn't I feel like it would make it worse? Because now now you have to like actually a hit somebody and b hold on to something. I feel like brass knuckles just like slide right over and you just like you just go. Well, like when you throw a working punch, like uh, you know, like Jerry Lawler, who's like considered one of the best, like Bobby Heaton, nobody throws a solid punch, they keep their hand open a little bit. So when they connect, they're not really hitting with full force. So I would imagine it's the same like kind of physics behind it, where if you have something within the, within your hand, it makes your fist that much bigger. You know what I'm saying? And it and it makes it tighter, so there's more of a more of like more weight, not even yeah. more weight behind it, but something more solid. I don't know. Maybe we should probably call an expert. Let's get King Mo on the line. Fucking A, dude. And see if he knows about the force of punches with weight inside of it. I wasn't. 
there was a whole lot of weird shit in that episode. But the thing that bugged me the most, like, that I didn't watch it, so I don't know. What, well, I didn't watch yeah. anything really this week. Well, I mean, you had an excuse. You were seeing. Some I, mean, I watched. I watched NXT. That was pretty much it, and a little bit of but, impact. But so the big thing that pissed me off is not not even so much as Jacques Rougeau like went out and kind of defended himself and like that whole thing. We all kind of knew that story, but he he knew that. Dino Bravo was a stooge in the locker room. So he goes up to Dino Bravo with a name written on a piece of paper. And he's like, you see this name? And fucking Dynamite's uh, wife, ex-wife, corroborated this. He walked up to Dino Bravo and he had a name on a piece of paper. He's like, Dino, he's like, you see this name? He's like, I have to call this guy every day. If I don't call him, he knows to put the hit on Dynamite. Saying that he was like connected. Yeah. So fucking what's his nuts goes and stooges off to dynamite and dynamite packs up his family and fucking moves out of their house. That's fucked up. Wait, so who had the list? Jacques Rougeau had the list? Jacques Rougeau just wrote a name down on a paper to fuck with Dino Bravo and to fuck with dynamite saying like, yeah, if I don't call this guy, he knows the hits on and he's going to kill dynamite. If I don't call, so wait, I'm still lost. He has to call Dino Bravo. Can you explain this, Matt? Did you see this? Yes. Okay, explain it better maybe to Kevin because I, 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 I can't explain it. So because Jacques Rougeau sucker punched Dynamite Kid, he was under the assumption Dynamite Kid was going to retaliate. Gotcha. So Jacques Rougeau wrote a name on a piece of paper and told Dino Bravo, I have to call this guy every night so he knows I'm okay. And if he doesn't hear from me, he's going to kill Dynamite Kid and his family. Oh, wow. Yeah, because if he doesn't get the call, the assumption is something happened to Jacques, so now he has to make something happen to Dynamite. So why did Jacques call the guy in the first place? He didn't. He made he it did. up it to protect fake. himself. Oh. Yeah, because, dude, when Dynamite's wife was saying that, I was like, holy shit. And then Jacques starts laughing. I was like, what the fuck? That's some bad shit, dude. That's never pegged bad. Jacques Rougeau to be a guy that would put a hit out on somebody. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, now Dynamite thinks that that's legit, so Dynamite up and moves his family. Right. To be clear, there was no hit. It was Jacques Rougeau telling a lie, knowing that Dino Bravo was going to go back to Dynamite and say, Jacques, put a hit on you. Don't do anything to him. And it's so perfect because Dino was a connected guy to begin with, you know? Well, that's that's why I'm thinking this whole thing is, like, that's where it all comes together, I thought. And that's why, like, maybe Dino no. hit up, put the hit he, on him. No, the only thing Dino had to do with it was that he he stooged off and told Dynamite about the about the name. That was it. Gotcha. So, Matt, what did you uh, did you did you have a change of opinion at all about Dynamite no. seeing this episode? No, no, I have none. None. What? Look, it's it it falls in for me, right? It falls in the same category. As Chris Benoit, great wrestler. At the end of the day, he's a piece of shit. What do you think of his wife defending him all the time? How crazy is that? I mean, look, you know, she has a, she clearly spent a lot of more time with him and she probably saw the good, the stuff that we didn't get to see, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I have a wife like what what would Tony, you're married. I'm married. Kevin, you've had girlfriends and whatnot in your life. What? That's right. How would you look at yourself if you put a fucking shotgun in your wife's face? 
I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And what makes you do that? And why am I supposed to be like, eh, it's okay. He's just a professional wrestler. No, no, no. I'm not saying you blame being a professional wrestler on that, but you know, was there anything in there that kind of humanized him more? It was kind of no. like, you know, no, he, he put out, he made some mistake. pretty daughters. Yo, between him and the warrior, what's going on with these eighties wrestlers pumping out these hot chicks, man. They I probably stuck that steroid needle in their balls. <laughs> That's right. I do. I do find it curious, though, the tale of the two daughters, like the one daughter was around, never knew him, didn't want to know him. And the other daughter's like, well, he's still my dad. And she went over to England to go spend time with him. Well, isn't one a wrestler now? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. I think he, I think he's got like a nephew, maybe that's using the his billing? nephews in like a tag team. He's using the Billington name. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, but I thought I saw I thought I saw like she was doing like a sign a, a Billington was doing a signing of I mean, a female Billington. It might be like a Georgia Smith thing. Like I know uh British Bulldog's daughter is very involved in his legacy and she does signings and stuff. Yeah. I think it's and I'm pretty sure it's Billington. Like Becky I want to say like Becky Billington or some shit like that. Is, that. is that the one that made out with Hammerstone and MLW? Or is that a different daughter? That was Right? Remember, she was like a like a backstage interviewer for a couple of weeks. They were supposed to do with something with Davy Boy Smith and uh, the Hart Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, they were doing. Or the, no, the Hart. What, what are they called? The Hart. No, they yeah, were the called Hart the Hart Dynasty. No, the Hart Dynasty was WWE. Maybe they were just the Hart Foundation. They were the Hart Foundation. Let's right? See. It was Georgia, wasn't it? Like I'm not. Yeah, crazy. it was Georgia. It was Georgia. No, they were the Hart Dynasty. No, because you had the dynasty feuding with the Hart Foundation. Yeah, it had to have been the foundation. Had to have been. Oh, look it up here. Look it up. That's right. Looking it up here. That's so. Oh, right. they were the New Era Hart Foundation. Whoa. Well, there you go. Yeah, the Hart Dynasty was David was D. H. Smith and Tyson Kidd and Italia in WWE. This was the the Hart Foundation or the Hart Legacy or the Hart whatever. I'll be right back. My kid came down here to exercise. He left his phone on, and I guess he set an alarm, and it's annoying the shit out of me. Your kid, Talk your kid is exercising. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'll, real quick. We started um, we started doing DDP yoga together over the weekend. Oh. So, yeah, he didn't get to do it with me today because his school schedule was messed up, so he was putting in some time on the extra bike tonight. The ex- what, does, what is an extra bike? It's just an exercise bike. Why do you That's call it an extra bike? I don't know. I thought it was cool. You're, you're a fucking tool. BRB, LOL. Extra bike? The GA. The fuck that's, out of here. Let's get AIDS. Fucking loser. <laughs> fucking calls it a fucking extra bike. Uh, Tony does. Um, I guess that sums up our dark side of the ring conversation. Yeah, man. That was the end of the season. We're coming back in September with like eight new episodes. Get it, Nelly. Nelly, get that fly. Did they announce the the new topics yet? Uh, I think they. I think one of them is um, shit. Let me let me see if I can find that. Give me one second, Kevin. One second. One second. Dark. I don't think I remember. Sorry. Unless I'm thinking of this season. I don't no, think I they announced the... everything. Season three. Uh, United States versus McMahon, the steroids trial. Ooh. Ugh, get off, Nelly. FMW. All right. The plane ride from hell. All uh, right. Luna Vashon. Oh, I like all of this. Uh, X, XPW. 
I like that too. That's an interesting story. Chris Canyon. Who better? Another interesting one. And uh, 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 Ion um, Croitro, better known as Johnny Canine Bruiser Bedlam. Oh, Johnny Canine. What was controversial about him? Uh, he was a pro wrestler, did some stuff in WWF, ICW, ECW, got into a motorcycle gang, uh, murder-suicide with his wife, right? Is that what he did? Oh, that'll do it. Yep. Right, was that where he murdered somebody, murder accusations? Right, that was him. When are we getting the one on Rock and Rebel? Didn't he do that too? Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Rock and Rebel is the one I was thinking of. This guy was uh, involved in a motorcycle gang and had many murder accusations against him. All right, so it's not Johnny K-9. It is Johnny K-9. Johnny K-9 was an underneath guy in WWF back in the mid-80s. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. It's Bruiser Be- and he was Bruiser Bedlam too. Yes. Well, Rock, and- Rock and Rebel recently was the one who did the murder-suicide though. Yes. So that's not the episode. It's Johnny Kena. Correct. Correct the mundo. That's right, baby. Since we're talking Dynamite Kid, can we shift real quick? Did you see uh, Buried Treasures this week or Wanted Treasures? No, but I heard they did like a two-hour thing on Andre the Giant. Yes. Sonny Ono is... I hate to say it. He's a dick. He's I a mean, real... I don't think that's anything new. Didn't... Right before the pandemic, wasn't there a big thing with with uh, Game Changer Wrestling? Yes, where he, booked... where he was holding Muda yeah. away from them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this this is the new shifty shit he did, right? So they get Mark Henry and Big Show whoa, to go around, which is weird because back to back weeks we got Jake the Snake, who's not with WWE anymore. We got Big Show and fucking Mark Henry who aren't with WWE anymore. So it's just kind of weird that way that shook out, but uh, so. Sonny Ono is a collector of wrestling masks. He's got a whole collection. He's got Liger. He's got Muda. He's got this whole collection. So they reach out to him and they're like, you know, we're coming because we want to see the, um, the Andre, the giant, giant machine mask. Triple H has to have the giant machine mask. So they go there. Now I'm sure they told him that their intention was to buy this mask or to make an offer on this mask. This motherfucker gets them on a Zoom call with two other bidders to try to outbid each other for the mask. So they fucking set him up from the beginning. And fucking Mark Henry was pissed. Like, he walked out. He's like, we come all the way out here, and this motherfucker's not even selling this shit to us. He's, like, putting us up for an auction. So, of course, they didn't win the auction, and they were fucking pissed. Dude, I understand. Like, if you have the mask and you want to get as much money as you can for it, fine, but... You've got people coming to your home with the intention of trying to make an offer on it. Like, don't dick them around like that. You know what I'm saying? No, don't make a face, dude. Like, if he was up on... If, Tony, if it was Tony, like, Tony. hey, I'm going to put this up for auction because I want to see what I can get. Why drag them out to the, to the fucking middle of nowhere to your fucking house to try to bid on it? You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. Because I will refer back to when you and Phil did a fantasy wrestling tournament and you both agreed on every fucking match on who would win. It was fucking boring. If they just went someplace and they were like, we'll give you $600 for it. And they were like, no problem. Handshake. It would be the most fucking boring show ever. No, but it it, it never works out like that. This, this is, is all, this is all fucking shenanigans. It's fucking overproduced WWE TV. Shenanigans. All right. 
That's what you think. I think it's all bullshit. This collector gets his five minutes of fame. He gets to tell Mark Henry and whoever other weirdos were on this adventure. No. And then Mark, Mark, you got to ah, Mark, pretend you're mad. Get real mad and walk out. Now, Mark's kind of emotional. He cried a whole bunch during the episode, too. And Big Show cried a little bit. It was kind of like cried weird. about what? There's some big emotional bastards, those two. Um, Mark Henry actually tells a story. The first time he saw Andre live, he was at a wrestling show. I forget where he's from. I forget the state. He's from Texas. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Odessa, right? No, Millsby. Millsby. Thank you. Good call, Kev. So he was leaning over the guardrail and he Pretty fell. Sure I just made that up. But no, no, I think, I think you're right. I think it is Millsby. Is it Millsby with an M? It's Millsby, right? Millsby? It's not Hillsby. It's Millsby. No, it's it? Millsby. Yeah. So anyway, so Mark Henry's Millsby. like. He falls over the railing trying to high five him. And Andre literally picks him up and puts him behind the railing. And he's like, I'm a 200 pound kid. And he just lifted me up and put me back. And it's, for some reason, that was like an emotional bond. What is it? It's Silsby. 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 There you go. I thought it was Millsby, too. So you guys were, cl- I mean, you were a lot closer than I was. I got What did you say? I Baltimore? Just te- I just said Texas. Oh. <laughs> Great. So little fat Mark Henry got picked up by the fucking Andre the Giant. No, it was a cool episode. They they went they went to the farm uh, to meet the woman that was living there. You know, it was the woman, her husband. You've seen the Andre. Yeah, stuff. I read the fucking book. But it was cool. Like, and they had footage of Andre's funeral, which was fucking awesome. They had a Calvary come out. Uh, the woman's husband sprinkled Andre's ashes all over, like the all over the farm and stuff. It was really cool. That probably took like six hours. Yeah, they said it was nineteen pounds of ashes. Really? Could you imagine? Yeah. it's a lot of weight right there. No shit. And the guy had a big satchel and he's just fucking like on his horse as the horse is trotting along. He's just dumping the ashes in the field. And the end of the episode, Big Show and Mark Henry are in the field with Tupperwares picking up dirt from where they dropped the ashes to take back to Stanford with them. Get out of here. They stole his ashes? No, no, no. The woman told them, yeah, go take dirt. It was wild. You think his ashes are still there after fucking 30 years? The symbolism, I guess. I don't sim- know. Oh no! Oh. I, oh, I thought this happened when he. I thought. Oh, never mind. All right, that was a complete. Oh, Kavis, you know what I want? Go I to North they're... Carolina. Bring me back a yeah. cup of dirt. <laughs> I thought like they were. I thought they were like following the horse, like just picking him up, like and putting him in after they were dropped. Like... They went to Tim White's house. They sat with him and told some stories. Yeah. They actually, they actually got one of his suit jackets on loan by somebody. Dude, they found three separate Andre the Giant passports, and the woman from the farm had a passport and just gave it to them. And Stephanie McMahon opens it up. She loves it. Dude, like, everybody made fun of her when they were like, oh, she said Andre the Giant was her best friend. They had Linda. They had Stephanie. They had Vince all telling stories about when Andre was a little girl, like, like how she would, like, how she would, like, just talk to him, like, He's at a party at Vince McMahon's house and he's sitting there and he's bored. And Stephanie, little Stephanie just walks up to him. She's like, this is kind of boring, isn't it? And the two of them were bonding over how boring the party was. It was fucking hysterical. Yeah. And then, yeah, I tell, I tell Andre, Andre stink Palmer right in the she's face. Like, <laughs> she's like, Andre, the giant was my first date when they, when she was 14, Andre took her to that French restaurant in Stanford. And he's just laughing at the table. And she's like, what's so funny. He's like, Everyone here thinks I'm creepy. <laughs> I, I just I just can't let it go that Tony said when Andre was a little girl. Oh, did I say that? 
Oh, God. That's a fucking cup of dirt. Vince McMahon, he goes, ha, I just listened to that Brian Regan bit. Cup of dirt. You know what would be great? Ha! Let's get the Can big get show. And Mark, uh, Mark Henry, put him on a plane. Get me a cup of dirt. They're out there with those fucking little fucking plastic Dixie cups scooping up dirt. Jesus Christ. Well, I don't need to watch that. No, it was a great episode. Completely worth your time. They two want hours. some of the dirt from my backyard? You got anyone buried back there? Fucked if I know. <laughs> God. Maybe you got Rock and Rebel back there? Jesus. I like <laughs> I, I don't I gotta know what is that conversation like? This is all we want you to do. Go to North Carolina, right? As the camera pans out, you and Mark Henry, you're just scooping up cups of dirt. Bring it like, back to Stamford. I just picture them like in overalls, just shoveling. Like, yeah, what are they shoveling, Kevin? You okay over there? Oh, big, big thunder! Big oh, thunder! No. And AJ's walking around. He's got a Razor Ramon jacket on, and the three of them like idiots with the fucking Tupperwares with the lids. Bro, you know if I fuck? ever go to a fucking WrestleMania, I'm purposely going to the Hall of Fame exhibit. There better be a goddamn. <laughs> Fucking Tupperware container full of fucking dirt, okay? <laughs> Dumbest fucking shit ever. Are you kidding me? Somebody had his blazer from the uh, Piper's Pit where he challenged Hogan for WrestleMania. Somebody had his original, like, pink, like, fluffy jacket from when he made his debut in the garden. Like, crazy shit, dude. Really fucking crazy shit. People collect anything. It's wild. It's really wild. Yeah, they do. What are talking about? I know what you're talking about. I got fucking packages showing every day. My wife's going to fucking murder me. Yeah, you really do get a lot of stuff. You should be on this show. I don't I don't. I think I have a lot of like figures and stuff. I don't think I have like memorabilia, like wrestling memorabilia. That's going to be the yep. next step. Man. Like I have a bunch of eight by tens. I put a bunch of eight by tens in frames. I have to hang those up. Ooh, you know who I'm friends with now on Facebook? Uh, Luis Riviera. Rockin' Robin. Oh, me too. She accepted my request. Look at you guys. Kevin, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I never heard back from him. I reached out to Alan Funk, and I wanted to get Mike Sanders as a special guest tonight for you for your birthday. Oh, but right, he never, that's cool. He, he never got back to me, the Funk No problem. We got VSK, baby. We do have VSK in about 25 minutes. Oh, uh, so Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Tony. biography this week, too? Oh, no, that was that No, was that was the, the two-hour uh, gimmick there. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yes. I want to talk some NWA with you. So we're coming out hot off of When Our Shadows Fall, right? Now, well, boy, I got to stop you. All right. What did you hear about the numbers for the pay-per-view? And are they accurate? Because I heard a very low number, and I'm like, this can't be possible. And if it is, why would they release this? I also heard a very low number. We're talking less than 1,000. We're talking less than 500. Uh, we're talking less than 600. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. I mean, you think you think the move to fight TV for the weekly show is a big problem? Look, I think the, I think a couple things. First of all, like a June Sunday afternoon. I don't know if that's what, what, was it at, as the same day as something else too. It or was no? the same day as no, there was or nothing. No, no, no. There was no pay per view that night. No. I get what you're saying, but no, there was no. Oh, you're right. There wasn't. Um, I don't know. Maybe that like. Do you think it – I think the fact that it's not on YouTube for free probably factors into that. 
also the card was all over the place. Like we didn't see a lot of these people all season wrestle and they brought in all these new names. And to be honest with you, like, look, I was buying it anyway, because I really wanted to see it. But like you put Molina and Thunder Rosa together and then you bring in Kylie who hasn't been there. Then you bring in the team from Mexico and they put them in this four way, you know, JTG makes his debut. There was an awful lot on this card that really had no build. It was just kind of like, here it is. Yeah. And, and to be fair, if you're not, you're not giving us the YouTube show for free, you have to pay for fight. And if you're not watching every week, I don't think you understand the storyline with Dick, uh, Dick Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis. So on paper, Right. If you say, oh, there's a pay-per-view this afternoon. The main event is Nick Aldis against Trevor Murdoch. You're like, on paper, it doesn't read well. If you've been watching and you've been following the storyline, yes, Tyrus and Pope, you're like, what is this? And then to your point, Tony, like, I think they should have done a better job. Like Kylie Ray, you know, that whole thing with her leaving impact. And then all of a sudden, like Wednesday afternoon, like, oh, she's in a tag match. You're like, wait, what? And they let her win. And but there's like it was just like by the way she's gonna be there and you're like wait they didn't talk this was never brought up on power she was never on power they didn't announce it on power it was just like a Wednesday afternoon this is the card for sa- sa- Sunday yeah well that's the weird thing too because the the entire season was filmed you know like now they filmed this entire season the day after the pay per view so it could very well be let's throw in a bunch of new guys you know well you would hope that all the people that were there for the tapings or for the pay-per-view or part of the tapings well i know the hawks boys guys father and son are part of the new tapings right so it's a tag match and pj's pj was involved in something i think he's got a match this week coming up so introduce them and keep them around hopefully these guys make the pay-per-view i don't Don't see why they wouldn't new shit you know well half new shit anyway yeah i think this is just bumps in the road for them dealing with the pandemic. Um, you know, I think this set of t- this might be rough too, you know? What do you think of Mickey James opening last week's show? Now I didn't see it, but I heard she had a huge announcement. Yes. So August 28th and 29th, uh, back-to-back pay-per-views and with 500 buys on this other one, it kind of makes me a little nervous. Well, the 29th is going to be NWA 73. I'm assuming they're going to be building to another match between Trevor and Aldis, but we don't know yet. But on the 28th, it's going to be an all-women's pay-per-view, and they had a cute little name for it, too, and I forgot what the fuck the name was. So you're going to have back-to-back pay-per-views. The 28th is going to be all-women. They haven't mentioned anything about any kind of format. I'm assuming Camille's going to defend her championship in the main event. Uh, and the 29th is going to be NWA 73, which, you know, assumption is that it's going to be Murdoch and all this again, but we don't know, but that's the big announcement. So Mickey James is, is in NWA. She's executive producing, or I guess she's in charge of the all women's pay-per-view. And I guess she's going to be doing other stuff there for now. So she's there. And that was the big announcement. What do you think? I think, I think it's a home run. I think having her there and being involved, I think an all-women's pay-per-view is something women's wrestling fans really want. Um, and I think with everything that happened when she left the WWE and how she felt like she wasn't used and how she brought up 
that she wanted them to do another women's pay-per-view and they kind of were just like, eh, whatever. No, we're going to pass. Um, I think, I think it's a plus. I think they have a nice little, uh, crew there. And I think you can acquire more, you know, that 90 days is almost up. Uh, and it will be by the time you get to the show. So, you know, your, uh, your Peyton Royce's and your Billy K's will be around. Um, you, you know, think it's going to be another situation where they reach out to like Ring of Honor talent, maybe some Impact talent? I know Ring of Honor's got the whole Women of Honor thing starting up again, and they're going to have their tournament. Yeah, but I see. Things. I have some weird questions about that too. About what the Women of Honor? Yeah, like stuff? I talked about it on Wednesday night. They used Willow Nightingale on Dark, and she lost to Abaddon, but she just got her her ticket to the Ring of Honor Women's uh, tournament. Like she had a great showing. She won a match on their their weekly women uh, show, the Ring of Honor show. And then to see her on Dark losing, I was just kind of like, this doesn't benefit, like, why? I watch both programs, and I don't want to assume everybody watches both programs, but I do. And now I'm like, well, she just lost to fucking Abaddon in four minutes. Why do I think she stands a chance in this tournament? Yeah, and if she does go far in this tournament, it's like, great, she's your champion. She lost to some fucking, you know, monster on AEW in four minutes too, you know? I get it. I get it. I don't understand it either. I know they had um uh Lady Frost though, right? She debuted for NWA. Yeah. This was dog shit, dude. She wrestled Tamin Terrell or whatever the fuck her name Taryn is. Taryn Terrell? Yeah, so she leaves the ring and she's bullshitting with like Tim Storm and Velvet Sky. Who, and then who she is? Comes... Who did? Uh Tamin Terrell. Taryn. Whatever. Miss Terrell, the bimbo. Okay. Because she is. She well, Tamin isn't a person. You're just making up a name. Because I don't care. She's stupid. I hate her. I hate that she fucking won on pay-per-view. I hate that she has a win now over Thunder Rosa, even though it's a tag match. And I hate that she beat Lady Frost with a fucking sneaky roll-up because she was being a little twat. I don't know. She sucks. Lady Frost didn't get to do shit. She got rolled up, and that was that. <clears throat> that pissed me off. Boo. Did now? No, didn't piss me off. What? Luke Hawks and the Pope. Luke Hawks got a shot for the TV title. Came up short, but these guys had a fucking great match. Pope's got five wins in the fucking lucky seven. Two more, and he could challenge Nick Aldis by trading in that title. He ain't getting there. I'll let you know that now. Well, he's probably not going to get there. But I know what you're interested in. What am I interested in, buddy guy? You're interested in all the bullshit that Nick Aldis was fucking slinging around when he came out for his interviews. Am I wrong? I heard Joe Galley gave him the business. Fucking A, Joe Galley did. Joe Galley was perfect channeling old school mean gene not taking shit from the wrestlers getting back in his face calling him out for what he was a cheater and a liar and in the same breath turning to camille congratulating her and saying you did it the right way you want it and everybody's going nuts for him and fucking all this is getting in his face you better watch your mouth i run shit around here and whatever the fuck he was saying dude and he didn't back down and tim storm came out and he's like Joe, he's like, all right, I got this. I got this. I got this. So Joe Galley fucking like mouth off one more time and he fucking bounced. And then Tim Storm handled it. Good on Joe Galley. That was great shit. And that was the opening of the show after fucking uh, Willie P's fucking big announcement with uh, with uh, what's her name? With uh, Mickey James. Whoa. Yes. What happened to WPC? Now you're going Willie P? Willie P. It's it's easier. You know, Willie P. He's my the, buddy. I the balls on Joe Galley. Fucking A, dude. And he retweeted that shit. He's about the only one that retweeted it, but he retweeted that shit. Unbelievable, this guy. 
That was good stuff. A lot of good shit in this episode. Just that that Tammy Terrell shit fucking pissed me off. I can tell. I can tell. What's going on with uh? What's, who's the masked man, Tony? He interrupts Kyle Davis and Mae Valentine. I don't know, but that was good shit. Holy cow, it was good shit. He came out, fucking just fucking came out and spoke, monotone voice. He was like, I'm here because William Patrick Corgan wants me here. Things are going to start changing in the NWA. Old school fucking heel in a mask. I loved it. Loved it. Good. The good shit. <laughs> uh, what, what, Austin Idol and Tyrus are still on the TV box here? Yes. And did you see who came out to interrupt him? Oh, my man, Black G's. Black G's is in the NWA. Now, is he not wrestling anymore? Is he just like a manager now? I don't know. That's a great question. Thing, I didn't know either. And I was like, holy shit, Black G's is in the NWA. And he said some shit to them and they all fucking walked off. So maybe there's some dealings going on there with Black G's. I don't know, but I'm intrigued. Now, I heard Booger Eater cut a very uh, one of his Booger Eater promos. He's a crybaby. Was so, he crying? Give me the clip. I don't have the clip. All right. Yeah. I won! My note was great first episode, except for crying Trevor. And I guess I forgot about Tammy Terrell over there, whatever. Taryn Terrell, sir. Yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, uh, you know what? Please. Taryn Terrell gives a shit. Well, good. That, that makes one of us. I mean, um, at least to have the decency to properly announce pronounce her name so who cares so <laughs> real quick the end and la rebellion who were the big winners at the uh, pay-per-view uh had a donnie brook of a tag match beating the hell out of each other and the referee just threw it out because he couldn't get control so these guys fought off to the back which was cool um and who is well, in la rebellion tony uh bestia and who's the other idiot my man mecca wolf wolf That's- yet it wolf <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. I know this is long, but here. So the ending of the episode, they're talking about we're going to have a big night just for Camille. Oh, Camille. Uh, Strictly Business is like, this is going to be her night. We're going to have a coronation for her. It wasn't much of a coronation. It was just Nick Aldis holding the ropes for her, letting her get in the ring and giving her two bouquets of flowers. So then Melina comes in and starts talking shit to her like she always does. This bitch. And then genocide comes in and she tells Marie Melina hit the bricks and Melina hits the bricks. And then she genocide turns back to Camille, gives her the flowers and goes, here you go. It's your night. And she hits the bricks and then into the fire. And that was it. It was like, so genocide is like friends with Camille now and protecting her from Melina is, it was like, I don't know. I like it. I like it. I'm a little intrigued, but I'm I'm kind of cold on Melina. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah, like you're genocide. Cold Melina. Of course I am. Her butt cheeks made me like, mm. really. Oh, you didn't see? Did you watch? You watched the pay per view? No, I haven't seen the pay per view yet. Oh, you didn't see the I'm moves way, over my head? I'm, I'm way fucking behind, dude. I'm way behind on everything. I do like genocide though, so I'm interested to see this pairing with Camille. Two big bad bitches going to be wrecking shop in NWA together. Yes. And I'm super excited to see Luke and his son uh, on the NWA. Oh, the Hawks Airy? I love yeah. it. Love and, it. Uh, and Wildcat's coming back, too. Maybe I'll reach out to Luke's. So maybe we'll get him, uh, Luke, Luke back on the show. That'd be awesome. Get him and his kid. Get the two of them. PJ. Yes. PJ. Right. 
Do um do we want to take a wait? What do I have in the NWA? Mickey James NWA. Do I take a little break ski before VSK joins us? I would like uh, to grab another uh, of one of these uh, lemonade gimmicks too. That would be great. Yeah, we could do that. Folks, VSK will be coming up on the other side of 8 o'clock. Well, it's already this side. A few minutes after 8 o'clock, I guess. We got some more wrestling to talk to do. We got picks to go over yet, too, for fucking in your house. Yeah, what do we always As say in about your this house. house? Whatever. Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. You all recognize symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnBubbleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? 
want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What are we doing? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. So, mate, take it easy. It's with a K, K, okay? <gasps> love me, love all right. me. All right. Welcome back. Oh, love me. We are going to thank those who support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast over at our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. $3 a month is the best value. Uh, you get four bonus episodes, uh, and we are working on those June episodes. June has been a very busy month, so please be patient with us. Uh, we will get you your watch-along and your profile pieces uh, and your crossword puzzles before the end of the month. 
So if you like what you are hearing, go to patreon.com slash wizard podcast and sign up. At this time, we're going to thank those that support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Well, our man, Roll. Roll, baby. Uh, Brendan Haney. Uh, the Bergman. The LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting. Uh, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Michael Hammond, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, uh, Jay Cop, Big Cop of Pump, uh, Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scotch Drinkmore, uh, Mark Parloni, Happy birthday, Mark! Uh, Christine Friesendorf, uh, Maddie Mel, uh, Macarifo, no relationship to the K, J, G. Uh, who that guy? Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Ryan Schlong. Schlong man. The Schlong man. The less, hands- the less handsome Matt. Um, Sean Calejo. Sean Toe. Our boy Ryan Arthur over at Elementary.com. If you're looking for a great brewery in Hackensack, New Jersey, check out Elementary. A L. E M E N T A R Y dot com. Anthony and Danny Rusinello, the A O P of the S W P. Manny Crazzo, the king of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Not to be without his lovely queen, Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards Podcast. And last but certainly not least, our favorite, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be. In William Mercier's hands, you know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean, and our guest is in the queue right on time. You've seen him on Impact. You've seen him on AEW Dark. He's got an amazing... Look at that wall. is amazing. We're going to talk about that in a minute, too. Mr. VSK is joining us. VSK, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Jumping right in. Sorry. Uh, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. I was actually just watching... On my phone, my entrance for AW Dark because I'm I think I wrestled 15 minutes ago on there. Yeah, a little tag team action, huh? Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, you and Travis Titan against Lee Johnson and Dustin Rhodes. We go way back, uh, me and Titan. Uh, I think so. 15 to 20 minutes earlier that day. <laughs> oh, that's a very very storied history. <laughs> All right, so. VSK. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay because we're. I'm just gonna get this out of the way now. I, I, it, I just came into focus now. Okay. There's a lot of garbage on that wall behind you. Oh boy, I a lot of, lot this. of. I, I see a lot Please of. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, that's fucking gross. What is wrong? Did you lose a bet? Uh, no, no. I'm on this podcast because I want to be. No, no. The shirt, <laughs> all the Shawn Michaels stuff. Oh, uh, no, no, no bets were lost. All right, let's talk about it. There's two people in this world. There's Shawn Michaels people and there's Bret Hart people. See, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, obviously, if I had to pick, I would be a Shawn Michaels person. But I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. And, like, after uh, after Hogan left and Macho left, like, Bret was my guy. But I always did think Shawn was better. And then, you know, history has shown that I was correct. Uh, you know what? He's not wrong. He's man. not. I can't argue that. Uh, I can't argue that. Shawn Michaels does not look like somebody's grandmother now. 
You're right. He looks like somebody's grandfather now. <laughs> uh, he looks somebody's Cyclops grandfather. Well, Brett had he had a bad string of luck, and that when he was rocking that all gray hair with the half a Hulk face, he wasn't doing himself any favors. <laughs> and I'm not here to make fun of the two legends that I, that I model myself no, after. No, luck. <laughs> Brett Hart is my guy. I got my autographed Brett Hart hockey jersey in the other room. I uh, love Brett Hart. I hate Shawn Michaels. All right. Well, hey, listen. I, I'm sorry that you've closed off your world to enjoying Shawn Michaels matches. I I will never take away his in-ring ability. I, I'd be you'd be a, a fool of a wrestling fan to say uh, shit Except is just he's a shitty person because the, him being a shitty person. I hope I can curse on here is the reason I love him so much. Yeah, but you're yeah. not a shitty person. Eh, we'll talk. We'll talk during this interview. See what, what comes out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I the sh- I think. Now, look, Brett's no angel either. Right. So, I mean, I think everyone in that era of professional wrestling was a soup, mostly our shitty people. Which makes those shoot interviews yeah. fantastic. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm just, Shawn Michaels is great. His entering work is great. But at the end of the day, I'm a Bret Hart guy. And I, I can't say I dislike you because of Shawn Michaels. But now we have something Goodness. we can argue about. All right. So, so how come the... When when Bret Hart was your guy, how come the obsession with Bret Hart didn't start? Like, why didn't you start, uh, you know, doing Bret Hart stuff? And then all of a sudden, like, why was it Shawn Michaels? So as opposed- here, the the story of how I became such a big Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, my dad was a wrestling fan. He's who got me into wrestling. And his favorites uh, were the Rockers when I was like, you know, two, three years old. So I remember my dad always being a Rockers fan. And then when uh, Hogan left and all the like steroid trial and everything was going on uh, for me, I was like, this guy who I looked up to, this guy who was my idol, he lied. He said he wasn't on steroids. He says he wasn't doing anything, but he was. So I was like, I don't want to have my heart broken again. So I'm going the total opposite way from Hulk Hogan. I want the opposite guy. I don't want the role model. And that's when Shawn Michaels had just started doing like the whole boy toy thing. And I was like, this guy is anti-establishment. He's against everything Hogan was. I, this is my guy now. So he became my favorite. But 100%, I appreciated Bret Hart. He was like, he was the champion for when I was growing up and into wrestling. Like, that was like the most formidable years when like Bret was the champion. But Sean's always been my, my number one. I always appreciated Bret. And then when, you know, WrestleMania 12 and then the kind of divide for everybody where it's like you're either a Bret or Sean guy. I was a hundred percent Sean. No, no turning back. So for those for those not watching on on uh, on Facebook right now, he has quite the extensive magazine cover of Shawn Michaels' collection uh, behind him. So how many magazines? Uh, oh, those actually those are actually the full magazines, right? Not just cover art, right? Full magazines. Magazines in the frames. Uh, I subscribed to the magazine from like when I was five or yeah. six to like whenever it went out of out of circulation. And then uh, whatever ones I didn't have or were too damaged when I bought my house, I went on eBay and bought. And this was literally the first project that I did in my house. I was like, I, I don't know where this is going to go, but somewhere is going to be a wall where it's all Shawn Michaels uh, magazines. So I like in Microsoft Paint, because that's my big uh, means of <laughs> making projects. I uh, counted out how many magazines I had and then made different designs uh, that would best fit a wall. So I have them going from... The first Rockers cover all the way to the WrestleMania 26 cover for his last match. How many is that total? Uh, I have no idea. I could quickly count, but uh, no, no, I, it's never mind pro- that. yeah, 
it's probably uh it's probably 15 or 20 and then uh max caster was nice enough to just recently buy me the playgirl uh so oh. i think that's oh. gonna get framed and go somewhere and then uh i i have one more that came out like after i did this that was like a raw anniversary one that has Shawn michaels on the cover that i gotta find a place for now vsk if you want i will go to my parents house I'm pretty sure my mother still has the pullout of Shawn Michaels with just the belt covering his groin, if you want Oh, that. I have the whole magazine right here. It's fine. Right, I but have. I just have the pullout. You, I'll put in a frame and everything for you. Hey, if you if you are willing to, to spare that, you know, I don't want to take it off your wall. It looks like you have a nice collection there, too. Yeah, I don't have uh, uh, that <laughs> on my wall, though. Thank you. That's coming <laughs> along. I got the same thing. Bought a house. I had to find a room. And uh, yeah. begrudgingly against my wife's will, I forced her hand, and this has now become the wrestling room. V- VSK, hey, what's the what's what's the nick what's the nickname for your for your uh, for your gym and your basement? Uh, uh, well, my my good friend Brian Myers, he uh, lovingly calls my man cave Pickens Bottom. <laughs> now you have the magazines. Do you do the figures too? I do. Uh, so. What I'm looking at right now is um, all my, well, some of my figures on display where I have different shelves with different uh, groupings of figures. And then over to my right is two Detolfs full of all of the Shawn Michaels figures that I have in chronological order. Is my, the, you know, like I said. Oh, I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. Is the, no, no, no. Is the retro Hasbro Shawn Michaels the worst one ever? Uh, you know what? The it's, face. it's pretty it's pretty close but you know the the original like awa figure looks nothing like him either so it it's a toss-up it's just like it's a valuable figure because it's the first one but it doesn't really look like anyone like if i had sean and marty next to each other you couldn't tell who was who that sounds about right that i have that retro figure over there and i look at it all the time and i'm like this fate he looks like a horse well, it's it's. I think the, the the problem starts that he's he's like chaps Shawn Michaels as opposed to like you know boy yeah. toy like legit retro Shawn Michaels. Have a neck. His face looks nothing like him. It's a strange error to pick. And then like there's so many other figures that already are wearing that attire. And I think there's another two pack coming out in that attire where it's just questionable decisions all around. Yeah, I just got the Rio Chase figure, the AEW one, and that face looks a thousand times better than the re- the regular one my wife says looks like Blossom. <laughs> yes. This shit came in the mail the other that. day, and I opened it, and she said, you got another Blossom figure. And I said, first of all, this is the Chase. And then trying to explain action figures to my wife is a whole other thing. And I said, and her face looks a hundred times better. It does. It's very strange. Uh, it's It's like they've scanned a different person for that figure, but it looks great. Unbelievable. War on the line with VSK. Is that VSK on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, he has been seen on AW Dark. He was on it tonight. Uh, Dark Elevation, excuse me. My apologize. Uh, Impact Wrestling recently. You were El Fantasmo's first opponent. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. Uh, so that was my first ever thing uh, with Impact. That was my first match with Impact. It was also El Fantasmo's first match. And uh, I know that like he was the one that they were kind of bringing in to build up uh, to go to the X division. Uh, but I think that I held my own with him and kind of opened a few eyes my, myself in that match. Uh, so really cool. Uh, I had never seen how impact was, you know, doing the pandemic wrestling and I'd never seen the studio. It was a lot of fun. It was a cool little setup. I, I hope to go back because I had a really great experience there. Yeah, and uh, 
And I, I remember tweeting about it immediately after the match happened, how incredible it was and how not only did you hold your own, like it was like a really competitive uh, type match and, and you really just proved how good you are. Um, what was the, did you get any feedback from anybody, uh, from the fans, from Twitter, social media overall? Like what was, what was it like after that match happened for you? I have to say like, I, I don't want to say that I discredited impact, but I didn't realize the uh, reach that impact currently has. Because I think my social media blew up more from the Impact match than anything uh, since, you know, one of my first AEW matches, probably. Uh, so many people reaching out, even to the point where when I went back to AEW the next week, a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the crew were like, hey, I just saw you on Impact. That's pretty cool. So I think I, I didn't realize the, uh, the span that Impact still currently has. But, you know, obviously it's still on TV. It's still on Twitch. So it, it's getting out there and they're pretty good with their social media they have been tagging me and everything that they've been posting so uh it's it was a great experience to be there for just like my exposure and then have you know another match against pd williams a couple weeks later that another match that i really really liked and was so proud to get in the ring with pd williams i told him beforehand i've taken the canadian destroyer from everyone but the originator so please (laughs) please let's get there so it was it was a lot of fun yeah, I was just going to ask, what is it like to go from El Fantasma, who's one of the hottest juniors, to Petey Williams, who's like, he's one of the like pillars in the, the in the X division. And as a fan, obviously, it must have meant the world to you. It, it was so cool because, like, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I'm 34, so like, I was fully into my wrestling fandom, like where I was starting to look into how to get into wrestling when Impact w- or TNA at the time was starting to really blow up. So I'm seeing all these guys who are my size doing these things that I couldn't even believe, you know, one of them being Petey Williams. And I would just sit back and watch and be like, damn, how the hell do these guys do this stuff? And then I'm in the ring with them. And it's like 15 years ago, I'm sitting on my couch going, oh, man, it'd be great to wrestle this guy. And then here I am actually wrestling this guy. It's an amazing like it's it's a mind blowing thing sometimes. How would you compare? Because I feel like you've been on this just this whirlwind recently, and for someone who's been in in the game for so long, like what does it mean to you to like? I don't want to say finally get the recognition you deserve, but literally work like for the two major like the two major companies that you're working for right now, like in such a close span of time, and just finally just getting that. It's it's a really weird, like, uh, I want to be super proud and I want to be super happy with everything that's going on because, you know, this past 12 months has been one of the busiest 12 months I've ever had in wrestling where, like you said, I'm doing all these things that, you know, maybe I didn't even envision myself doing. And I'm, you know, on either TV or YouTube, I'm working for some sort of major promotion every week now, every month now. And I am super, super proud and super happy of that. But at the same time, I just want to keep getting more and more and more. So you don't really have a lot of time to be like, oh, good for me. I made it to this place because I want to keep being at this place. So like even though I have reached like new plateaus, I don't want to stay on that plateau very long. I want to climb to the next thing. So like doing the uh, AEW show and the Impact show in the same week, it was like, wow, that's a really cool thing. That's something that not a whole lot of people get to say they did. Okay, now how do we get there again? Now, how do we make one of them a permanent thing? You know, it's it's always a constant climb to stay at that at that level. Can you compare the the two places? Like, obviously, one has some uh, has some fans, and obviously, Impact has none yet. Um, is it that drastic of a change from from the one to the other so quickly? Uh, you know, I, I, most of the Impact, or uh, I'm sorry, most of the AEW matches that I've had 
have been in front of no fans, uh, just because right. of the way the taping. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have had a couple matches in front of fans at AW, and obviously having a crowd there and ha- hearing the reaction to stuff makes you know a world of difference. But you kind of got used to this year working that pandemic wrestling style and working in front of no crowd. So like as weird as it sounds, you got to kind of just adapt, and that's what you know with the AW Dark stuff and with Impact. I feel like I got really good at that style. So now hopefully when I get in front of crowds again, I I know how to do that still, but only time will tell, I guess. Talk about how your involvement with um with the Create a Pro company may have had any, if at all, I don't even know if it did or not. I'm assuming maybe it had some sort of play in terms of how you have you how you've been booked recently. Uh, because obviously WrestlePro is coming back, Create a Pro, you, you you've been doing uh, some stuff for them. Uh, has that had an influence in terms of of how you've been uh, utilized lately? I think to a degree, yes. Um, I have kind of put all of my eggs in the creative pro basket in the last like five or six years. And I've tried to wear that banner everywhere I go and just tout creative pro as much as I can, because I feel very strongly about the school as like someone who was an assistant trainer there for two years ish, uh, as someone who helped, you know, helped people who have come from the beginning, like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to just start naming names, but there are people there that I know I've seen their first day and I've also seen how far they've gone. And that's like a really cool attachment to have. And it's just, it's something that I'm very proud to say that I'm a part of. And I also think that having those connections, you know, whether it be Brian Myers or uh, Chris Statlander or MJF or Max Caster, these are guys who are going out and doing these big things and kind of helping the people that are below them along the way. And there's no doubt in my mind that I've gotten a lot of opportunities that I've gotten because of my connection with Creative Pro. And then I think being in those uh, situations, being on those platforms, I get to show what I can do that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten to that platform without them. But then once I'm there, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to prove my worth and I'm going to show what I can do. Uh, they've helped open some doors and then I've made sure to kick them in and keep my spot there. You are uh, currently the cap champion uh, record setting 662 days and counting. Uh, you just successfully defended the title at uh, Black Label Pro in a three way with, uh, was it Black Label? Excuse me. Yes. Uh, no, Blitzkrieg. Uh, uh, no, Blitzkrieg. Yes, Blitzkrieg uh, Pro. A three way with Brian Myers and Max Caster. Uh, being the champion for the company that you had so much uh, in- involvement with from, you said, day one, what does it mean to you to be? the face of the place it, it's really really cool and again i'm i'm just super proud of it um when i first started creative pro uh little known fact like i was ready to quit wrestling and i literally went to creative pro because i was like let me see what it's like here let me see what the environment's like because i needed some sort of change it was either going to be i find somewhere else to go wrestle or i leave wrestling and thank goodness i uh didn't leave and then uh to like I said, to have been there and helped out in a little fraction and then uh, have done, I guess, a good enough job that they trust me to put me into a position where I can you know, become champion and stay champion for as long as I have it means a lot to me. And it it just shows the faith that the, the people there have in me. And that is something that I don't take lightly. All right. Let's talk old school. Let's talk some uh, let's talk some massage force. 
Oh boy. Uh, and even before that, massage, uh, massage. And could we say, could we, are we allowed to say it? Will we get in trouble if you say it? Anymore. I think it's fine. I got a <laughs> cease and desist from, uh, from the actual massage envy, but I, I think they don't care anymore. Nice. I don't think they're listening. I don't think so either. No offense, guys. I'm sure. Not <laughs> taken. Your reach is good, but I don't think Massage Envy is coming after this podcast or me anymore. Look, if King Mo isn't coming after me at this point, he nobody's coming after us, so we're good. <laughs> so, so talk about that that point in, in your wrestling career because that's I think when a lot of people started to get to know to know you. That's when that's where I you know first you know discovered you, and I'm pretty sure Tony called a couple of your matches on the on the Northeast Independence. Um, <laughs> So just t- talk about that part of, of your career and how that, what that meant to you. So like I was saying before, I almost stopped wrestling uh, before I got into Creative Pro. And like I needed some sort of change. I needed some sort of switch. And uh, Brian actually put the, Brian Myers put the tag team together. Myself and Dorian Graves had come into Creative Pro from uh, Victory Pro Wrestling here on Long Island. And it was basically he just threw me and him together because he knew that we had trained together. And we were going to face Alex Reynolds and uh, and Johnny Silver. And we had done a thing where messing around one day, rolling around, we didn't feel like bumping. We didn't feel like doing any like real moves or anything. So we would just get a guy down and start rubbing his back and massaging him and stuff. And Brian was like, that's funny. You guys will do that on a show. I'm like, okay. So we did it on some like birthday party show. And it was like, that was actually pretty cool. And then it just started growing from that. And we were like, oh, what if uh, we put oil on ourselves? Oh, what if I did a slip and slide off your back into a guy's nuts? Oh, what if like we did moves into rubbing the opponent's back until, until like it was actually this whole thing. And I, I think it was a really good, you know, thing to get uh, some eyes on us, some uh, a thing to get us booked in new places, to get some new people looking at us. Uh, I definitely think it ran its course. I definitely don't think it's something that we could have done in 2021 by any means, but uh, I'm very happy that we got to do it for a while we did. And uh, Dorian, uh, one of my closest friends and someone that I really, really enjoyed, you know, sharing the ring with because he is so polar opposite from me where not even just like how he's the wild goofy character and I'm the straight man, like the way that he looks at wrestling sometimes is very different than the way that I do. So, like, I feel like I picked up stuff from him. He picked up stuff from me. And I think we just gelled very well together. Now, Kevin goes in the Wayback Machine. We'll go in the Wayback Machine. You did some work for Tier 1 Wrestling. Now, did you ever go back and watch those matches? Because I don't know if you know, Shining Wizards Tony here, he loves to fucking talk about the fact that he was the voice of Tier 1 Wrestling for a couple of these shows here. Couple? You no. No offense, Tony, but I did not know that. And I also have only watched back one tier wrestling match or a tier one wrestling match, I think. Uh, I think that's where I wrestled uh, Big Demo yep. in his first match. Okay. So that's the only match that I've gone back and watched um, because that's like a cool little thing to say. Like, oh, I got to wrestle Big Demo his first match in the U.S. But uh, I don't think any of my shining moments in pro wrestling came from that company other than, <laughs> other than that. Well, I wanted to. Tony, did you call that match? I did call that match, and I was there when it turned into a tag team match where you teamed up with Ace Romero and Fallabot teamed up with Big Demo, and you guys came up on top as federated. Did we? I, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. I, I Unfortunately, I'm not a historian with my wrestling. I don't know what's going on most of the time. <laughs> I just, well, from from is, early, is, wait, 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 hold on. Uh, guy well. here, I got the floor. <laughs> 
I just remember from from the very first show at our studios in Queens that you opened the show in one of the first uh, six way matches, and you wound up going on top on that one. And it was supposed to build to like this whole final match with a, you know, of course Darius Carter wound up winning the final, and you know the story continued with him uh, beating Sonny Kiss. Of course, I'm a historian for Tier One Wrestling. I was there for every goddamn show. But uh, anyway, no, because I just remember seeing you and you impressed me in that first match, and then it just seemed like they were kind of like pushing you through, like every match like you were coming up and you were winning and then even later on once the whole the whole six-way thing you know ran its course then they brought you in as massage envy and you guys ran in the tag team uh gauntlet tournament with uh with guys like the graysons and the breakfast club so like you always were like on that radar at least to me just because i was always around tier one and it seemed like tier one like was really putting the oomph behind you so to get back to matt's question sorry to go on a on a trail there but so what was it like working with tier one? Like you said, you were at that point where you were ready to get out of the business, but that you know, wasn't my, that. my question. I wanted to know if he remembered your wonderful commentary. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I'll answer, I'll answer both questions. Unfortunately I don't, but, <laughs> but I also don't, as I said, I don't remember anything from tier one really, but I do remember <laughs> that they kept telling me that like, we're going to put you in this, uh, you know, this higher position and we're going to have you win these matches and then we're going to do something. And they kept telling me we're going to do something. And that seemed like the something never came, but they always kept me riding that line of like one of the top guys there. So I a hundred percent appreciate them doing that with me, but I don't know that we ever got to like hit the fruition of what we were working to there. Uh, and then, you know, uh, then I became massage envy and like the single stuff kind of ended and the federated stuff kind of got jumbled up, but it seemed like there was a lot of start and stops there. But, uh, I do remember now that you're bringing it up that like I had some wins there and I had some momentum. It felt like, but then I don't know if the momentum ever took us anywhere. You know what I mean? No, it was strange because I, I think like you're, you uh, were, were getting pushed to that point and then things just really started to change. They started bringing other people in. Like, like I know once Darius got in, you know, they really started pushing him as well. And like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've worked with him and been around him a few times. Like, He's just amazing. Like he gets it. So like, but I don't understand why, like it jumped to that point. And then, like you said, you were kind of riding that line, but I felt like it was a missed opportunity because they were building you from the jump, you know? And I was all in with, you know, if you talk to Kevin and Matt, like I always told them like VSK, like they're building them, they're building them. And like you said, it just kind of like you were still there, but they never really just kicked you over the top with that, which I feel was a big mistake in my opinion. Thank you. And let me, uh, since I haven't done it too much, but I did tweet that I was going to suddenly put myself over a big, uh, you know, theme of my career is missed opportunities and going so far, but not following through with, with BSK. I feel like we've done that in a lot of companies, uh, you know, maybe impact and AEW included where I'm right there. I'm proving my worth. I'm doing everything that I can do. And then it's like, well, we're also going to go in this direction instead. So I'm not trying to sound bitter and uh, upset about it, but I do think that there is plenty more uh, to give for, from VSK. Well, in fairness, I don't think, I don't think it was a VSK issue more than it was a tier one issue. If we're being completely honest. So <laughs> take that as a, take that with some solace and, you know, understand it wasn't you, it was them. And that that's legit. That's not like a breakup story. <laughs> yeah. So well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me let me ask you this. Going back to to AEW talk and, and working for Dark Elevation and AEW Dark, uh, what's that atmosphere like for a company that's pretty much obviously if not if it's not you know one A one B company to WWE? What's it like down there and that vibe with all these 
these um how do i put it these undiscovered like jewels working at the same place at the same time um what 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 is like is there camaraderie there between between you guys like all just trying to like push each other and motivate each other uh i I think so for sure there's so many people uh doing aw dark right now uh i think and i think don't quote me on this but i think it might be the end of that now since they're about to get back on the road in whatever it is a month or so uh but they bring in a lot of guys, which is great. And they help a lot of people out. They get people exposure. They get people work in a time where there's not a whole lot going on. And for sure, like I'll go down there and I'll see friends from, you know, from Long Island, friends from New York, friends from New Jersey, people that I've worked with, people I've seen, you know, for years on the road. And when we're all there and we're all in that spot of being extras, we're all trying to help each other out and hype each other up and, you know, we all are hoping for the best from each other or for each other because we've all come up together. And that's like one of the big differences with AEW and Impact now and, the you know, just the one time I've been there. Everybody is looking out for everybody. Everybody is trying to help each other out. Uh, and maybe it's because a lot of the roster now is my friends or is people that I've grown up with in wrestling. Uh, so it's like, it's not this not to say that there's not competition because of course there's competition and everyone's trying to do the best that they can because there's only so many like positions that you can have to fill there. So everyone's trying to fill the positions and show off what they can do. But at the same time, it's like if you do something with your friends and your friend does really well, as much as you want to be the one who does well, you're also super excited for your friend to do well. So there is a competition a hundred percent, but there's also Oh, it's great to see, like, I just, uh, Dan Barry was just on AEW Dark, someone who I literally have looked up to my entire wrestling career, and I have watched him wrestle from before I was wrestling, and he got to have his first ever AEW matches, and I was like, fuck yeah, this guy's killing it. I'm so excited to see him doing his, his stuff right now, and like, did he have a better showing than me? Maybe. I don't give a shit, because I'm really happy for Dan. Like, I just wanted him to do everything that he could do so that he can come back the next time. And then we'll hang out again the next time. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very different thing than like when you go to WWE and granted, I haven't been there in two years now, but like when you go to WWE, it's like very uptight and it's very much like I have to make sure that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do that I'm, you know, hands folded in the lap, not avoiding eye contact, only talking when talked to. And it's like that stuff is out the door at these places. Cause it's like, Hey, these are our friends and we're trying to help each other out. You, you talk you, about uh, Dan Barry do stand-up comedy. Wait, that was too many people at once. <laughs> have you ever seen Dan Barry do stand-up comedy live? I have not. And he, my wife and I have been wanting to go for years. And then, like, every time he's doing something, we already have plans. <laughs> you talk about the competition amongst uh, friends. July 24th, WrestlePro returns. Somebody who was on AEW Dark Elevation tonight, Kevin Blackwood. He's coming after your creative pro championship. Um, talk about this matchup here. Kevin Blackwood, obviously one of the Buffalo boys. Uh, he's got a, a great resume um, and he's going to step in the ring and go after your title on July 24th when Wrestle Pro returns to uh, Union, New Jersey, 4 p.m. Uh, how excited first are you for Wrestle Pro to return? Uh, and then talk about this matchup with Kevin Blackwood. Russell Pro has been really, really cool for me. Another place that it seems like they're giving me a little bit more and a little bit more each time I uh, get to wrestle there. And 
another cool locker room because it's a lot of friends, a lot of people that I like being around. So every time I'm there, I'm excited to be there. They're one of the first places I wrestled uh, with fans back uh, last summer. They started doing outdoor shows before a lot of people. And it was nice to like get to be somewhere I really wanted to be in front of people again. Uh, so I'm super excited that they're back. Uh, I think it's the union show, I believe, the 24th, yeah. which is where they were last year. So I'm super excited to get to do that again. And then as far as Blackwood, I don't know if anyone has seen on my social media lately, but we hung out a lot uh, this past little AW loop. And he was basically, we were inseparable uh, at every one of these tapings uh, because he's someone that I very much have a lot in common with. We see wrestling very similarly. We're both trying to get to uh, a top spot. And I think that we're both like neck and neck on the fence about to, you know, have some sort of breakout. Uh, but when it comes to the cap title, I was saying before how proud of it I am, how, how much it means to me and how basically Creative Pro uh, saved my career. So if anybody's coming to me for the title, it's going to be the same story where I'm going to put my everything into the, into the match. I'm going to friend or foe, do whatever, it, uh, you know, Oh, I used to be part of whatever it takes. I'll say this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to retain the title. It doesn't matter who you are. I, I like Kevin a lot. I love his blue hair. I like his black arm, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to beat him. Has, has this Kevin ever botched your music at WrestlePro? Uh, have you? I don't know. No, I don't think I ever have. I botched some other. I botched, uh, who did I botch? Uh, a bunch. I botched, uh, maybe not musics, but cues. I've botched a bunch, but I, I can't say that I have. I, I know at Russell Pro, I've botched my own entrance because sometimes that ramp is super slippery and I've almost slipped down the entire thing and gotten hurt before I even get in the ring. But I think the music has always been on cue, just not me. Ah, oh, look at that. What is the worst? slippery substance that could be on that stage uh okay so as much as you think it was baby oil what i think is the most dangerous thing in wrestling is dudes with long hair that put conditioner in their hair uh yeah. i used to do it when i had long hair and uh wrestling on a vinyl mat i took one bump got up and it was just a pool of conditioner and it couldn't <laughs> soak into anywhere so then we're running the whole comeback, like whatever it is, three minutes later, and people's knees are just blowing out because they're sliding on this conditioner. So I think conditioner in wrestling is low-key one of the most dangerous things in wrestling. Do you know all the words to Sexy Boy? Of course. Can I'm you not sing it, but can... I do know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know all the words to Sexy Kurt? Uh, yeah, I think so. Nice. Uh, oh, oh, Kurt. Uh, maybe I mean I know it's uh I'll make your ankle hurt ankle hurt. Uh, I'm just a sexy character. Yeah, I know the chorus. I don't know if I know the verses as well. All right, all right, just check it. Just check all right. Before before we let you go, VSK, I got to ask you one question. You see, I'm wearing my devil sweater, but I am all in with you and your uh and your New York Islanders. I know you're a big Islanders fan, Kevin. I'm What's sorry up? to catch you up. Why do you call it a sweater? It's a That's jersey, no? No, it's a sweater. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, they're called sweaters in hockey. I don't watch hockey, so I, that's why I was asking. I think, called, comes, I think it comes from, like, the origins of hockey playing outside on the ice. Like, they wore actual sweaters, and then the jerseys just became the, – the original name for jerseys were sweaters, and then they turned into jerseys. So if you put on your Christmas list you want a jersey sweat, New Jersey Devil sweater and you get a jersey, are you okay with that? Or did you want a sweater? Or you want a hoodie? Well, I mean, that's a great question, actually. Ah. 
I think if you aren't making a Christmas list on Amazon wish list, then you're wasting your time and you get what you get and it's your own fault. Yes. And if you're in your if you're in your in your mid to late thirties, uh and Tony's exception almost seventy and you're making a Christmas list, you should probably reevaluate your life. Great for seventy, man. He looks good, right? It's all that I'd... blood he's drinking. <laughs> So let me get back to, to, to my question about your Islanders. I'm rooting for him. you got a great player on uh, who, who I actually know. Andy Green is a great uh, defenseman that you got the trade deadline, that you guys got the trade deadline last year, I think. And yeah. uh, so how do you guys feel? You beat, you beat Tampa. Your goaltender's playing great. A lot of good defensive play. How do you guys feel about your offense? I, I Listen, I don't want to say anything to jinx our team as we're going into the biggest series yeah. <laughs> that we've been to in 23 years. But I think – uh especially with the boston series uh barzell started you know firing all cylinders again people who you know maybe aren't expected to be scoring are scoring right now got like Pollock who's thrown bombs from everywhere everything is looking good and i'm sorry to bore everyone with this hockey talk right now i I asked the question man that's my fault if anything get in depth in this if we want to i'll talk to you about hockey all day bro (laughs) i uh i'm very excited to see what we can do. I do think, you know, obviously there's a lot on the line and the first game I think had to go to the Islanders because they have something to prove, but now we're going to settle in and see what happens. Uh, it's scary that they're the defending champions. And, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on both teams. So it's going to be who can play their game and who can, you know, resist the pressure the longest. Who, who's the bigger fan? You or Johnny clash? Uh, probably clash. I'll, I'll there was definitely a, a break where I was not watching hockey. I watched it as a kid, and then probably like my uh, teens, I wasn't watching hockey by any means. I was playing the video games and stuff, but not watching. And then I got back in like like really strongly ten years ago, uh, and now it's now I'm like diehard for the last ten years. But there was definitely a gap in there. I don't think Clash has any gaps. All right, that's enough hockey talk. The guys are going to kick me off the podcast. If I if I ask another hockey question, <laughs> no, not at all. You want to ask another hockey question? Go nuts. Who do you like out of the other uh, semifinal, Vegas or Montreal? Oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas, a hundred percent. Like Vegas, uh, as soon as uh, Vegas became a team, I followed their Twitter, and they have one of the best Twitters, or at least they did anyway. Uh, where if they were playing the Sharks, they would put up a, a picture of John Tenta. Like you can't <laughs> you can't beat that. He's not a man. He's exactly. a shark. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, nice. That's a great figure. Underrated figure. This actually right should be on its way to Matt at some point. Oh, yeah? Bring, yeah. It, to, bring it to daddy. Come he on. gave me – because he gave me – he gave me this. You know you know what that is, obviously. And, it's uh, it's so I told the side him one, right? Yeah, the edge one, yeah. So I told him I'd give him this. So That's a pretty good trade. Yeah, I think it is. Not but. bad at all. When's there, when are we going to get a VSK figure? Oh, that's like that's bucket list dream probably will never happen but i'm gonna always uh hope for a type thing uh i don't know come on zombies. maybe maybe i can maybe i can get something like uh a micro brawler or something and we'll build from there dude you got the hooks man you got the hooks you can make it happen we'll see i'm not really like a top indie guy i'm like a top enhancement <laughs> guy i don't know uh, i don't know how many uh top enhancement guys have micro brawlers Come on, get Brian Myers, get in there with Zombie Sailor. Let's get a fucking, the first create a pro figure, VSK champion, longest reigning champion. I mean, I'll make some text tonight. I'll we'll, start that, we'll start that movement for you. How about that? 
Use the hashtag sign VSK and make a figure of VSK. <laughs> a figure. Um, favorite Shawn Michaels match? Uh, oh, there's so many. So, like, I think the greatest match of all time, and, like, a lot of people think it's an overrated match, me, is me the Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match from WrestleMania 25. I think that's just the perfect wrestling match. Uh, and then there's plenty that are, like, lesser-known matches that I always like to talk about and put over. Uh, after WrestleMania 10, he had a match uh, in, like, August of that same year against Razor Ramon just on a random Monday Night Raw. It's, like, a uh, 30-minute TV match. That's, like, one of the best matches I've ever seen. He has a match in, like, 2002 or 2003. I think it's 2003 with Triple H where they're in San Antonio. And uh, the finish is, like, the referee gets bumped and Eric Bischoff comes out, makes the count, but it's, like, a double pin and Sean doesn't win. That's, like, one of the best TV matches I've ever seen. I can go on and on about matches of Shawn Michaels, but I would say number one for me is the WrestleMania 25 match. Nice. Uh, have you the Raw where he wrestles Sid and Sid does a Hurricane Rana is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's there's things that shouldn't happen, and that's one of them. <laughs> and uh, if you had to ask me, my favorite Shawn Michaels match in your house, Mind Games. Oh, great match. But the the reason I don't pick that one, because it is an incredible match, I don't like the finish. If there was just a finish, then it's the greatest match. I thought Matt for sure was going to say uh, Survivor Series 96 where Sid fucking squashed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like, because I was an ECW guy and they were in Philly and they kind of played to the crowd. And that was, I mean, you'd be hard, as much as I bust balls about the Shawn Michaels stuff, you'd be hard pressed to find a better year. Like Shawn Michaels 1996 is off the fucking charts. It's like he's wrestling all these different types of like not just like a Shawn Michaels like oh but like he's wrestling Diesel one month Bret Hart he's like he's running the gambit of styles of wrestling and keeping up with it and having entertaining matches and it's just 96 is amazing I think 97 is my favorite year of Shawn Michaels because I like him better as like the uh, smirk like shit eating smirk on his face heel but like 96 97 unbelievable uh, body of work right there. Yeah, if he if his pussy didn't hurt all the time in ninety five and ninety six, I bet you he would have done amazing stuff. Holy shit. If his pussy didn't hurt, he would have had to lose the titles. And he doesn't want to do that, obviously. <laughs> so he's just gonna <laughs> give them to you so he doesn't have to lose a match. Uh, fair you enough. You wait and see. You wait and see when I'm told that like my title reign might be coming to an end. You wait and see how quick I have an e injury. It's gonna be Are insane. you gonna lose <laughs> Are you going to lose your smile and or get beat up in Syracuse? Probably both because I'm pretty tough. I don't know where my fucking Shawn Michaels uh, talk shit, get hit uh, beer koozie is. I'm really annoyed. I can't find it right now. I need to see that. Yeah. It's in here somewhere. Hold on. You guys talk to. I got to turn my uh, mic. Is that VSK on Twitter and Instagram? Be sure to following him. Be sure to be following him. Following him, yes. Uh, he's on yeah. AEW Dark Elevation tonight. He's on Dark a bunch of times. Uh, July twenty fourth, they're coming back to WrestlePro. He's the Creative Pro Champion. Him and Kevin Blackwood. Uh, as the world starts to open up, I know you've been super busy, but as it starts to open up, I'm sure he'll be just as busy. Let me see if I can find that koozie. That's what hey, I man. Said I, for I, I missed you. I missed you this weekend down in Baltimore, bro. But it was uh, it was a good time, man. I uh, honestly, my wife even said that she wanted to go to Live 8, and uh, I just have been taking off so much time uh, from my shoot job to do all right. this traveling that I couldn't go take another day off to go to Baltimore to drink as much as I wanted to. But yeah, it looked like an amazing time. Dude, that's all we did. 
Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, and uh, Paul Pop uh, Papa Bear says uh, that's my intern. Yes, he's yeah. a big fan of me being the intern of the uh, of the, the cart breaks. breaks. Yeah, yeah. Which that's the it. cart I... breaks are insane. They're so much fun. I had no idea cards were as big as they are or coming back the way that they were. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we uh, do this for this much money. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That doesn't they, make any sense. They're smart. They're smart guys when it comes to that stuff. They know what they're doing. But they're, they're so much fun to watch, and I'm addicted to them. Like, I literally if, – even if I don't, like, get involved in the breaks, I'm always watching them because they're just so entertaining, and you guys are, are so good at what you do. But really, we never – you never know what Brian's going to say, what Papa Bear's going to say just the entertainment from from these cards that they pull and the nonsense stories that uh, you know get told it's a lot of fun oh you want to do a card break i'll go grab a pack of 1991 wcw cards i just got in the mail yesterday more not not the not the traditional like w like these are like the 91 ones they're like not really the 92s that we have yes correct i found the koozie it's still is it it says uh welcome to syracuse talk shit get hit and then on the back it's a bloody Shawn michaels and it says if the drinks don't kill you the marines will (laughs) shout out to my friends at at cheap shop party check them out cheap shop party on instagram that's a lot that's a lot to handle (laughs) (laughs) all right man bsk we want to thank you so much uh for joining us uh on the show tonight um We've always been fans of yours for, for a long time, and it was great to finally have you on long overdue. Is that VSK on Twitter? Is that VSK on Instagram? Uh, VSK, anything you want to plug, anything you want to leave your fans with, anything you want to just say to the people that are listening right now? Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, well, first of all, to you guys, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this for a very long time, or at least I've been like, hey, how come I'm not on this show that all my friends are on? Yeah, so he's been hating on us. Like, oh, everyone else is on. No, I I literally don't have an answer for that. That's fine. We're here now. That's all that counts. But I appreciate you guys having me on. I hope I didn't sniffle into the uh, microphone too much tonight and my voice isn't too uh, nasally. Uh, Guys, go on my Twitter. There is a little uh, infomercial promo video that I just put up uh, the other day. Please like that. Please retweet it. I want, like someone named Scott or Tony or Paul to see that. And like, you know, give me a little call. We'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen, but Caster was nice enough to tag all of those people in the video. So, you know, maybe one day, but just, uh, you know, any support that you can get, go to my pro wrestling tees at uh, pro wrestling slash VSK. Check out my Instagram, my Twitter, like, you know, like we've been saying, is that VSK on everything? And uh, genuinely thank you for, uh, for supporting me as much as you have guys. Cause uh uh, I don't get to where I am without you guys tweeting me and, you know, saying these nice things. So I appreciate it. Well, I just retweeted that and uh, I sent it to a, a little group that I'm in. So hopefully they'll hit the retweet button for you. Notifications on my phone right now. So I appreciate it. <laughs> do Do you have a Shining Wizards t-shirt? I don't. I'll hit you up on the DMs. I'll get one out in the mail for you tomorrow, my friend. Thank you guys very oh, much. I'll slide into them DMs. Like like HBK in the sunny. It'll be very cold and lonely in my DMs, but I appreciate it. Well, it's cold and lonely in Sunny's jail cell, so it all comes hey, together. Hey, Sunny's out. She's what? out, bro. Is she free? She's, she's out today, right? Is it today? I know. I know. It broke last week that she was. Nah, she's been posting pictures on IG all all week. Has she oh, really? Really? Do I follow her on Instagram? No, no, Facebook. I mean Facebook. I'm sorry, Facebook. I saw I saw a very mean meme today of uh, 
a side by side. It was sunny in '96 and sunny in 2021, and one of them may or may not have been Jim the Anvil Nightheart. It's hard to tell. Not Jim <laughs> the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, Greg, the, Greg the Hammer Valentine. No, I'm looking not- at my Jim the Anvil Nightheart figure. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> those are both sunny. It would yeah. be a, either, either way, one would it's be not a good comparison. Yeah. Oh, no, does she not? Am I not a friend of hers anymore? You're not. She hates you. What the oh, shit? Man. No, we're friends. All right, buddy. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on July 24th, my man. Just can't wait. Thank yeah. you guys again. Join us. BSK, thank you, brother. Enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, I hope you don't turn into a cyclops like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Too, man. <laughs> I mean, it'd, it'd be cool though. You wouldn't have to worry about. Literally trying to base my entire life on this man. So at the end of the day, if I don't, was I successful? Did you marry a Nitro girl? No, I did not. My my wife has never even seen Nitro, and I would never put her through that. You know what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Early Nitro I'm watching right now is good. These motherfuckers, this one of these jerk-offs picked, sold out to watch for our bonus Patreon content. I, I It's killing me. NWO sold out is terrible. <laughs> Already say goodbye like twice, but can I get into a little tangent here? Yes, please. I uh I I got COVID April of last year, and I had it for four weeks, Jeez. where I was sitting in my basement away from my wife for four weeks with a fever. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna watch Nitro from like end of '96 and just see how far I go. I ended up getting into like March of '98. Nitro was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I think it's the reason my COVID lasted so long. Oh, wait. Figured it. I'm not a doctor, but I think it was really depressing my immune system that I couldn't fight anything off because the number of non-finishes and bullshit with the NWO, it just, it hurt me. Oh, NWO, NWO, most overrated faction ever. No. The idea, great. Nope. But they didn't know what to do with it once it got to a certain point. All right, VSK, we're going to have to have a talk about this. No, nah, man, fucking sold out. We watched this. <laughs> this is... I'm watching this garbage sold out, and you're trying to recruit DDP, and you're sending out, with all due respect, Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell. Those are the heavy hitters that are you're sending out to recruit. recruit I can't even recruit. speak. Recruit. DDP? Come on. What are Hall, Nash, and Hogan doing? Nothing. They're not even this doing is... the, the gross chicks that were in this NWO nasty contest. Supposed to cheer for the for the NWO at this pay per view? Am I supposed to boo them? They have girls, but they they're ugly girls. They're they're on cool motorcycles, but like, what are they doing? This is episode two of me on this podcast. We debate the NWO. <laughs> Dude, I want to do that, and I want to have I want to have CPA, and I want to do a whole Dungeon of Doom episode. Dungeon of Doom, let's do it. I'm in. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I say we do Patreon content, bonus shows where we talk about this shit. All right. Ah, oh, that's awesome, man. All right, we're going to set this up because I'm I'm fucking hot about it. I wasted time on my break at work the other day watching this NWO sold out bullshit. And I'm not even done with it. I got to finish it. You know what the best way to uh, get your time back from watching this shit? We'll talk about it for a couple hours on a podcast. <laughs> That's it. At least it'll be fun. The logic is flawless. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Is that VSK? Follow him. Twitter. Instagram. Show some love. Retweet that pin tweet for my friend here. And if you want to tag Tony Khan, Scott Demore, anyone tag you know has a company, yeah. Tag Rocky fine. Romero. Let's get him at New Japan Strong. Let's do it. Let's get him everywhere. I tag right. Dennis Long, but I don't think he's in the business anymore. <laughs> God. That's a terrible way no, to end He's had way. He's got his share of hot dogs and handshakes. He's done with that. Handshakes? What? 
All right, VSK, thank you so much, my man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, VSK. Have a good night, guys. You too, too, brother. Thank you. Feel better. Thank you. Thank you. The true professional. He had like a nasal thing. He is sick. He's not feeling good. He shows up. He looks a thousand times better than me. I'm not sick. What's my excuse? I've been drinking these goddamn mics, whatever these fucking shits are. Now I'm all fired up about NWO sold out. Bro. Now we got to talk about fucking picks. We got to talk about NXT. I got a whole fucking... I did my notes today. Great. We're not going to get to half of them. Kev, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. What's the answer? What do you mean? What's the answer? What? I don't understand. Damn, Kev, you're fucking... These are your gimmicks, bro. They're your gimmicks. It's your gimmick, bro. Top five guests. Top five? Oh, VSK? I thought you were doing the Dark Order thing. <laughs> For what reason would I do the Dark I Order? I don't know. <laughs> yes. So, yes, VSK, 100% top five. He I deserves. Like Listen, I, I said it, It's and I said it in, like, uh, a bunch of different circles. It's only a matter of time before he gets picked up by somebody. It's going to happen. It's a crying shame it hasn't happened yet, to be honest with you. Saw talent in that guy from the first time I saw him at Tier 1 Wrestling. Dude, he's he's going to... He's gonna be, he's gonna be someone's like go-to guy for like, hey, listen, let's go out, let's have a great match, let's do this, let's do that. Is that? I mean, will he ever be world champion? Eh, maybe, but he's gonna be like the the best worker on the show every single time, and there's no doubt about that in my mind. Absolutely none. He's gonna be my go-to guy for bonus Patreon content. We're gonna Fuck watch yeah. fucking shitty WCW. <laughs> Dude, I dude, I've I've been a fan. Yeah, I've been a fan of his for a very long time, and getting to know him a little bit more over the last few years has just been awesome. So I'm very happy for him. Top five. And now, boys, what's up? Give it to me. It was a pay per view this past weekend. We're in your house. We're in your Oof. house. We're in your house. We're in your house. I think I got buried under the house. Uh, no, but uh, you know what? You were in a position, right, Kevin, where you could make a pick. You could roll the dice, and you rolled the dice on a good pick. Adam Cole? Yes, because we all lost Grimes. We all lost Grimes across the board, all four, all yeah. three of us. Uh, so me and Tony went four and one. Kevin went three and two. Oh, God, so you guys picked up two games on me. No, we picked up a game on you. That's right. Uh, so Tony inches closer. Um, I'm still. I picked up a game. I'm working I'm slow and steady. Wins the race, <laughs> baby. Uh, Kevin is sitting at top, 81, 25, and one. He had a three and two showing at NXT Takeover in your house. Uh, as I mentioned, he lost the Cameron Grimes match, and he went with uh, Adam Cole in the five way. Tony gained a game. Tony now sits 79, 27, and one. He went four and one. He only lost the Cameron Grimes match. I also picked up a game. I am Susifa and forty-one and one. Uh, I'm <laughs> wait what? Go say Susifa, that again. Forty-one and one. Uh, I, I thought went... that was a legit Matt like thing. It is. First. It was. It was. You didn't hear? <laughs> okay. Uh, I am sixteen games. Sixteen games behind Kevin. I'm sixty-five, forty-one and one. I went four and one. I also lost uh, Cameron Grimes. 
Uh, and obviously, if if you don't know, Cameron Grimes wrestled L.A. Knight for the Million Dollar Championship. I have no idea what's going on with that, by the way. Dummy! Yeah. That can't be around forever, right? That's not going to be a legit championship, is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a great question, Kevin. Now, just to be just completely transparent here, I did not get to watch this pay-per-view. Neither did I. Kevin? Watched it. All right, Kevin, you're going to be our go-to guy then. Uh, we don't have to go in depth. I think we all yeah. were on the same page with the Zia Lee. She beat Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Raquel retained against Ember Moon. Uh, we saw, I guess, Shotzi Blackheart has been gone from um, NXT. I haven't been watching NXT. Yeah, I didn't realize how long she was gone for, but they made a pretty big deal about it. I, I think it was like, just, I don't know if it was real or if it was just selling Raquel Gonzalez. I'm not sure. I well, honestly don't know. I know she had some family issue. Like, I think her stepfather passed a couple months ago, but she, they didn't drop the tag titles that long ago. Or are they still the tag champs? No, they're not the tag champs. Ch- aren't, aren't, uh, Candice and no, Candice and uh, in no Shotzi, no, is it Shotzi and Ember? No, but she, Ember didn't come out with a belt. No, it's Hardwell. No. Uh, what's her Hardwell? Wait, are Hartwell? the belts back on the main roster? No, it's is there NXT tag team. So it's Candice and Hartwell then, right? Hold on, hold on. It's Candace yeah, it's Candice and Indy Hartwell. Yes. Yeah. And when did that title change occur, T Dunk? May 4th, 2021, NXT Orlando. Okay, so I guess Shotzi's been off TV since then, no? Yeah, I think they won it and lost it in the same night, I think. No, no, no. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were handed the belts, and they lost it the same night to Ember Moon and Shotzi Black. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. And then about two months later, May 4th, The Way beat Mooney Blackheart. Something like that. Mooney Blackheart. Mooney Blackheart, yes. Actually... Ember and uh, and Raquel Gonzalez. That might have been the match of the night for me, actually. Ooh. So so are we surprised that LA Knight wound up winning, considering we all took uh, Kevin Griefo truck driver to win? Because hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the story. I just assumed that Cameron, because he had all this stuff going on with Ted DiBiase, that it was going to be him. I think the way they, I think the way they were built. I don't watch a lot of NXT, but what I do see of NXT is a lot of Cameron Grimes and Homeboy's got a he's got a great character, his personality, it pops. The stuff he's been doing with Ted DiBiase, I've been seeing those little clips that they put out on social media. And because they I mean, I know they made Bronson Reed the the North American champion, but the way they brought LA Knight in and then have him lose to uh not win the Battle Royal and then he yeah. lost um he lost to Bronson Reed, right? That was that the last takeover think so so i was just like you know i thought cameron grimes was hot and him being a heel like that heel jerk off character i thought he'd be great with the million dollar championship but on the flip i can see how it works with la Knight too because he could really be an obnoxious champion well cameron's a baby face now okay cameron's a baby face yeah people love cameron grimes i just i just thought that like if it's long term, that's fine. That's great. But like, I'm just thinking, like, what's the point of doing all this stuff with Ted DiBiase? And I guess maybe it's just like, just all right. Let's get everyone to think that because of all the the Ted DiBiase stuff, that Cameron Grimes has to win it. Like, that's the payoff of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they, if they if they're gonna prolong it, then prolong it and have Cameron Grimes chase for uh, whatever championship this is gonna pretend to be, and we'll see. 
Uh, thoughts on the five way? It had to be crossed, right? I mean, I almost I almost took Kyle O'Reilly. Ooh, you would have been down another point. I went Adam Cole just again because, like, the, to me, like the way he shoehorned his way in, like the way like he he wasn't initially a part of the match. It wasn't a part of anything. It just got in, came back. I was like, all right. And part of me always thinks in the back of my head that Karrion Cross is going main roster. Every After every single big event, I'm thinking Karrion Cross is going main roster. Uh, just because I feel like Vince McMahon looks at him and just like, I need Karrion Cross. So that's why I picked Adam Cole. It would have made sense for a heel. Even if Karrion Cross stayed around having that feud as a, with the heel as a champion, it just made, to me, it, it was a long shot. I get it. Like the, the safe answer was Karrion Cross. Not that anything could, anything could have happened. Kyle O'Reilly could have actually won. Adam Cole could have won. I don't think uh, Johnny was a, any serious real threat. And um, who's the fifth guy? Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone, which is a shame, that. But uh, I don't think anyone felt that he was going to win. So to me, it was it was always Carrying Cross or uh, Adam Cole. And then we had our our six way, and the six way six six man uh, tag match. What? Why? Why all the titles on the line? I hate this nonsense. Yeah, I think they wanted to do like a homage to uh, ECW. No, to like. What, like there was like an in your house where like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yeah, they like, took on it was what Bulldog and Owen, but then somebody substituted for. No, it was Yoko. It was supposed to be Yoko and Owen, and, and then, then Bulldog, Bulldog was there, but then Owen Hart got Owen involved. Took the and, yeah. But. And then they lost to the Smoking Guns the next night when they gave them the belts back. No, they put the. They put the belts back on Owen and Yoko, and they lost to the Smoking Guns that night on Raw. Did they? Yep. Yep. They lost anyway. Whoops. I think the consideration was that Yoko was about 9,000 pounds. At this yeah, point. you're probably right. Because I know they did the same thing when when Marty and 123Kid won the, won the tag tournament at Royal right Rumble. Rumble. Yep. And then they lost the next night to the Smoking Guns. <laughs> yeah. Sidewinder, baby. Yep. And then Bart Gunn lost his fucking head into the 17th row, a la Butterbean. And Billy Gunn's still working, baby. Fuck yeah. Him and his rotten kids. Ugh. Ugh, the guns. Gun club. So I'm only two back now, huh? You're only two back now. And we got hell in a cell this weekend, boys. Can't wait. Can't wait. Matt, I couldn't tell you one match on this show. You know what, Kevin? I couldn't either if I didn't have notes. But I'm going to pull them up right now. And I'm going to let you know what the card is looking like. It's Lashley Drew, right? It's got to be Lashley. Lashley Drew. Drew. If Drew McIntyre loses, he cannot challenge for the WWE Championship again while Lashley is still can I, champion. Can I guess matches? Sure. Bailey Sasha? I mean Bailey um uh Bianca? Yep. Uh Tony, how about this one? How about the New Day versus AJ, AJ and Omos? Uh. New Day. Who are the New Day feuding with now? The I don't know who the New Day are feuding with, but AJ and Omos are the tag champs, right? And they're defending against the Street Profits? Uh, Whoa! God, we don't watch any WWE, do we? The bar. <laughs> the bar is back. No. no. Uh, um, is is are, are one of the two teams that I named in a match? Uh, 
So none of these guys have a match even booked, New Day or... Uh, AJ or, and Omos will be defending their titles. Against... Right, they're the Raw Tag Team oh, Champions. Oh, RK-Bro. They're the Raw Orton Champions. And Riddle. Yeah, Orton and Riddle. It's got to be Orton. Uh, no? Is it a triple threat? Uh, the fuck? Oh, um... The Lucha House Party. How dare you? They won a number one contender match last week on Monday Night Raw. Are Wait, Hawkins and Ryder back? Is this, is this an established team? This is an established team. Oh, it's the Lucha House Party. I literally just said that. I will tell oh, you the, the Viking teams. Raiders. There you go, Kevin. The Viking Raiders. Wait, they're back? They're back. Correct. Ding! And better than ever. I'm they bad. won a tag team battle royal last week to become the number one contenders. So, so oh, it's got to be R- it's got to be RKO versus the New Day then, maybe or no? Well, they haven't announced that yet, Kevin. There's oh, only okay. five. Oh, ma- there's only five matches announced right now. So, how many did we get? Three. You have Bailey against Bianca. We have Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. You have the tag. And this titles. is Hell in a Cell. It's Hell in a Cell. So it's got to be Roman against somebody. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait. Roman's Roman's at Hell in a Cell. Did wait? This is a co-branded pay per view. They're all co-branded. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Real. It's got to be Roman verse. Roman verse. That's right. Uh, God, who the fuck's the main guy on? Smackdown now. Braun. Oh wait, is that Seth? Is it Seth? No, it can't be Seth. Uh, Otis. Uh, oh, Rey Mysterio. There you go. Wait, Roman Reigns is fighting one of the tag champs. Yes. Wait, he's why? The, they're the is Smackdown. This the all? I don't know what. No, it's not. What the fuck are we doing? All right, so there's one more. It's gotta be a. It's gotta be Big E. No, it's a woman's title match. It has to be a woman's title match. Who's the woman? Oh, champion? Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you dick. Wait. Right, so, the, which, so which matches are in the cell? The the men's title matches. Yes. And, and the women's it. too. They gotta be right. I I see nothing on here that says the women's matches are in hells in the cells. And they shouldn't do none of these matches. I can't go into it again. Oh, the dunk. Pay-per-view should not dictate the fucking... It shouldn't. It's fucking just... It's lazy booking. It's a crutch. And you want us to fucking pick this shit. Yeah, buddy. Oh, uh, Wikipedia gave me another match. Alexa Bliss against... uh, Wait, who's she fighting oh, with? Oh, uh, Rhea Ripley. No, uh, uh, Sonia, Sonia Deville. Sonia Blazer. Shasha Blazer. Blazer McGee. Laser, Blazer, uh, Shayna Baszler. Yes, Alexa. Correct. Ding. <laughs> so this is the first time Alexa's been wrestling in a while. Well, since she pinned Randy Orton, I since guess. Since her fucking dumb pig died. <laughs> oh, Larry God. Steve. What the? Really? I would love a delicious Larry Steve egg and oh cheese. Oh, my God. I would have fucking put that fucker out in the yard on a spit roast. I I'm about to say, yeah. So here's the thing. I'd feel so sad for like for her, but I'd be like, all right, let's eat this pig. It's like it's like Homer when Pinchy died and he's fucking in the kitchen eating them going, hoo, hoo, hoo. so tasty. Hoo, hoo. 
No, I feel that's terrible. That's like a that was like her beloved. Well, here's here's the thing, right? It's like you're raising a pig. You're not home all the time anyway, so you've got this four year old, God knows how many pound pig, and then you like you live in California and you can't find a veterinarian to take care of a pig. Are you serious? I believe that. Like, did you think that was a possibility that there was a vet that was going to take care of your big pig? You know, she's not in Arkansas where she could fucking go see Henry Godwin. It's a great you know point. If you were in like upstate New York, I'm sure there was a vet that could deal with sure. pigs. Sure. Sure. One of those idiots on TV, like the Alaska vet and those guys. They'll come yeah. I mean, Cal- Cal- I mean California is pretty nah, sure you could find a pig. You and your fucking doctor. dumb boyfriend with his dumb music or whatever the fuck he is. You know, All your dumb the way pig. Down. Is that what he no, sings? Maybe North maybe Northern know. California where it's a little more woodsy, a little more country, but not not down where Alexa lives. A little nope. more rock and roll. A fucking dumb Ooh. pig. People Shit fucking. I'm so sorry about your pig. Poor Come on, man. If you, you listen, who, tools. who we determine what could be a pet or what can't be a pet? I'm if not a pig is deemed a pet. I'm not arguing the point. You look. She's a fucking nut job zombie firefly funhouse and then she's on oh my fucking pig uh, yeah, come on killing kayfabe bro come on bro but the pig has oh. nothing to do with kayfabe sure okay. it does just like the pig kayfabe is dead <laughs> uh, i do not support that joke even though it was pretty funny i support it <laughs> you fucking tools you fucking pig get out of here Fucking and I love Alexa Bliss, but my God, oof, what are you gonna do? Uh, they, I, I get uh, it. My it sucks losing somebody you love or something you love. Of it course sucks. it does. Good my God. No one's saying you can't be sad about it, but you fucking know. the 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 irony of what a delicious tragedy that is. Right. I mean, I'd be. I have fucking oof. Smoking bear. that bacon. Yeah. And fucking getting them chops and. Eating snout, I'm fucking. Eating well, don't like, don't like, uh, like certain animals in the wild eat like the the, the babies after like their own kids, like after they they get killed by like say like a lion like kills like a cheetah or something like that, a baby cheetah. I think the mama cheetah eats the the cheetah, the baby cheetah. Well, not Cheetos, Kev. No, no, no. I'm the big Oof. daddy that eats all the baby Cheetos. I would love a fucking Larry Steve egg and cheese right now. Fucking age. Nice, yeah. nice and thick cut. Tomorrow's definitely a Taylor ham egg and cheese from the diner sort of. Little day. maple smoke on that action. Ooh, eh, baby! I don't know about the maple smoke. Come on, dude! A little maple smoke on the bacon? Yeah. For what? Bit. Like what? What am? Am I just eating like bacon and pancakes? Then I'm okay with that. But if I'm gonna put it on a sandwich, I don't want a maple smoke on my sandwich. All right, fair enough. I didn't realize you were gonna go sandwiching, but I, you know, I'd go pancakes. I'd go a little scrambled egg on the side. I'm starving now. You guys are killing me. Dude, fucking pulled pork. Get me some of that JR's barbecue sauce. Sassafras. Fucking A, dude. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Little hush puppies on the side. Mm, I'd be good to go with some Larry Steve on my plate. Yeah, man. That's so weird. Like, what when my. Doing? Look, look. When my, cats <laughs> di- when my cats die, like, I don't. It's not an option. They're just gone, right? Yeah. Right? Ted no, Nugent. I mean, look, Ted Nugent would be all about it. That shit would be hung up. That he'd be eating. There'd be he. That should be buried in the ground with the coals. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Cat fricassee. Yeah, and a fucking luau. Fucking a, dude. Yeah. See, here's a lu meow. <laughs> here's what. Here's here's the problem, right? Right. Come on, Look. Kev. You didn't like that one. I literally lost my train of thought. I'm like zoning. <laughs> Look, I bet you. I bet you Alexa Bliss. Right. I get it. The pig. I'm sorry. Right. Right, she puts all those sappy videos up. They raise a shit ton of money. Great, right? 
She don't want no one to see the fucking pig luau videos, though. <laughs> right? They're having a fucking banger over there in L.A. COVID's over. No one gives a shit about COVID anymore. Fucking pig is on a spit roast. The fucking dumb doll is turning it. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, like, the fiend pops up out of the fucking yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're our... Fucking Bray Wyatt's just slicing it up. They're Holy making fucking Cubano fucking sandwiches. Come oh, get some of this pig. You're, now you're talking. Get me a fucking panini press, some fucking pickles. Oh, man. All right, so, Tony, is it a pickle or is it a cucumber on the Cuban? It's a pickle, pickle. bro, a cucumber. Yeah, what the... I thought... What are you eating, that fucking... What's that, a West Orange Cuban? <laughs> So fucking shop no, right like ham a really long, and a fucking it's a really cucumber. long sliced. Yeah, it's a long sliced pickle. It's a pickle. Ah, yeah, it's a pickle. I guess it is a pickle. Kevin's like I had a Cuban. He opens it up. It's fucking ham deli meat. A fucking yeah, cucumber. Yeah. I went to get a jer- I went to get to uh, get a Cuban from Jersey Mike's. There's there's a place in the city <laughs> called Sophie's. They do a Cuban with a twist where they put fucking sliced sweet plantains on top. That shit's a fucking murder sandwich. I know. I've had Cubans before. I just always thought it was a cucumber, not a pickle. Oh, pickle, bro. Pickle, pickle. But pickle. I mean, a, a pickle is a cucumber. All right. We'll get into semantics now, Kev. It's a pickle. It's not a cucumber. All right. I'll take the I'll take the L here. Pickle right, goes in the mouth. Cucumber goes in the other. And the Undertaker is afraid of cucumbers. I don't know how it feels about pickles. Because he's a fucking cat, too. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker is a feline. Meow. So we got to pick Hell in the Cell this weekend. It's for, uh, uh, hold your excitement, please. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I got to win some matches here. Uh, least, you know what? I'm they... excited because I have off on Sunday after the farmer's market, so I am jacked up about that. I will not be watching Hell in the Cell. I might just drink myself into a coma and lay in my hammock in the backyard. I, like I wouldn't that blame you with all your freshly shorn trees or cut down trees or whatever, your your Japanese fairy tree or whatever you no, call it. No, my maple tree's good now. All the trees are down. Awesome. Jap- is that a Japanese uh, ma- uh, maple bacon tree? Yes, isn't it? No. no I'm maple just gonna, bacon. I was just going to let that sit. We were just talking yeah. about maple bacon. Can I can I give you thirty seconds on an update for the MLW Open Draft Round Four? Oh, please, please. Matt, I've been, Tony, I've been waiting for this all night. Well, you guys will be happy to know that Mads Kruger and Calvin Tankman will be returning for the tapings on July 10th. But that's not all. There's a new draftee. His name is Arez. I don't know, some Mexican guy in a mask. I don't know. So he's going to be there. I'm sure, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Milwaukee Tom was happy that he heard that, that Arez was on the show. So I don't know. I don't know who he is, but whatever. Good for them. He's a anyway. 29-year-old Aztec. He was a he'll be part of Aztec Underground. He's worked with AAA. He's worked in the United States with Warriors of Wrestling. Or excuse yeah, me, Warrior, Warrior Wrestling, Wrestling oh, yes. GCW, and AAW. Well, good for him. Welcome, welcome to MLW. What Imagine. round? What round was King Mo picked in? I don't remember. One of the well, there's rounds. four, so obviously someone in MLW values King Mo more than Calvin Tankman. Are we serious here, people? <laughs> Tony, was there a top ten this week? No, no. These have been very short episodes. There's no action going on until July 10th. Uh, but the big news, um, they are completely selling out the 2300. Everything is available now. There were more tickets released. Uh, Battle Riot is returning for the taping. Matt, 
40 men in Battle Riot 2021. And your first announced entrant, your national openweight champion, Alexander Hammerstone. Meet so Castle there you go. in the house. Hammerstone's on that collision course. He's going he's gonna to wind up getting his match with Fatu by hook or by crook. Tony, can you tell me the last two winners? Oh. Oh, um, L.A. Park. Correct. Ding. 1-1. One, one. And I want to say um, Tom Lawler. God damn, Tony, an MLW historian. Hot diggity diggity dog. Well, let's stay in the MLW realm here while we're talking MLW. We're staying? Well, this kind of ties in. Leo Rush had to announce his untimely retirement from pro wrestling this week. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Sure. He's saying he's retired because of a separated shoulder. Do we know when this happened, when he when he debuted at Double or Nothing? This is when it happened at Double or Nothing. At the exact moment, I don't know. Because he was not in the match more than two minutes, right? Like, did he leave early because of the injury? Was he factored in later on? That is a great question. I mean, I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch the uh the, the battle royal, whatever they call it. The well, Jungle Boy match. won it, so I'm gonna I say he wasn't set to win the battle royal. Of course, but he may have, you know, not have been announced and then just being in there for two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know a lot of people quipped that it was a short time for a special entrant. What do I know? Maybe that wasn't the possibility of, you know, things could happen. But I don't know. So it kind of sucks for Leo Rush. His second retirement in two years, by the way. Yeah, he's got a long way to go to reach Terry Funk, but so be it. He's off to a rip-roaring start, and he's still on the contract in New Japan, so I wonder how that's going to work out. I think he said he's going to finish out his dates. So he's not really retired yet. Once he's done with uh, – I'll make – look, due to contractual obligations with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I will be making my final appearances once I am healed. But for now, thank you all from the bottom of my heart, and I'll see you all real soon. Okay. So what's your thoughts? I have zero thoughts about this. Um, Ken, uh, any thoughts about Leo? I like Leo. Uh, I do too. I think he's talented. Sad to see him go. I mean, I don't think it's forever. I don't think it's a final retirement sort of deal. I, mean, it's, one. I, I know it's his second one, but. Tier one. Debut show, the show that I saw VSK on for the first time. He had a hell of a match with DJ Hyde of all people. Look, holy that, shit, they had a great match. Yeah, his match was one of the matches that I botched one of the cues for at Starland. He's super yeah, talented, but look, like we keep we make the jokes, his second retirement. Like at what point do people just stop giving a shit if you're gonna keep retiring? If you need to take time off, do it. Like yeah. you don't need to have this grandiose exit. Yeah. If I you're agree. go if you're going look, if he retires and he stays retired, God bless him. But if this is something like in two years, like I'm going to get back in wrestling again, and it's going to be like this big, like the Leo Rush returns tour, it's kind of like, well, I get it from a business standpoint. Like you're going to capitalize on your return, but like, don't, like people, there's people who are like super invested in you, dude. Like you can't, like, people are legit upset that this dude's retiring. Like, if you need to take time off, take time off, but don't tell people you're retiring from wrestling if you're just going to come back in a couple of years. It's the fucking Terry oh. Funk syndrome. Okay, then let me ask your opinion on Smiley Kylie. Is she in that same boat? Did she, she say have a physical she, injury, but she, but she, you know she goes through a lot of mental issues. Yeah, but I don't think she ever said she was retiring. I think just she just said she was walking away. 
I mean, six of one, half a dozen of the other. If you're just walking away, isn't that technically you're retiring? I mean, she went to get her head her headspace right. I don't know. I just don't think it. I mean, I kind of agree with Matt. Like, it just like, don't use the word. Like, just say like, and I I don't remember what smile. I don't think I ever believed that Smiley Kylie was going to be done. But uh, just like, don't you just don't use that word. I mean, but like. I guess it's it's got to be some sort of marketing thing where they say like they're retiring so come see me do this one last time maybe buy one last shirt do something weird like that like it's got to be some sort of it's a gimmick i guess right it's got to be some sort of ploy to, to get something done didn't new jack do that he went on the retirement tour and then he unretired anyway they all do that's the thing. That's the thing. I think it's like a running joke in wrestling. There's like, yeah, like, New, like New Jack right. retired to PWS. Didn't didn't uh, Jerry Lynn retire? PWS? He, 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 New Jack retired and then wrestled the next month. Yep. <laughs> but I right, yeah. So all right. So if it's like a running like gig to like work uh, like the fans, all right, then you know keep using the word retire. It's fine. No, Just, but no, but no. You, I don't you, care. I mean, at the end of the day, like, who really cares one way or the other? You know why? I think I think people do care because it's like crying wolf. It's like, you know, you feel bad. Leo Rush is genuinely hurt. He needs to retire. He can't wrestle anymore. That's fine. He comes back in a year. It's the second time now. Now, if you use that word to like promote like a show saying this is going to be my last thing ever and then like you go and you spend money on that show and then you only come and then you come back like a month or two later, I'll give you that. But other than that, just like retire is just like a word, man. Like it's not, you should, people just stop putting so much weight in when people say it. Well, then don't Shawn make Michael. such a big deal about it. No, I agree. Shawn I just, yeah, that's what I pretty much. Shawn Michaels retired twice. Mick Foley's retired a bunch of times. Uh, who else? There's been a bunch of them Everyone. Everyone, I think the only person that's retired that hasn't wrestled a match since that he said he was never going to wrestle a match again was Steve Austin. Oh, and he's definitely he's, 100%. He's done and, stuff where he's been in the ring, but he hasn't wrestled a match since since WrestleMania yeah, 19. And, and even Shawn Michaels only had that one Saudi Arabia match that was god-awful or wherever it was. Edge retired? But, all right, so that's a different story. If you're told that you have to retire... And then you get told something else by a doctor like years later. I can forgive that. Daniel Bryan, same boat. Yeah, I could totally forgive that. I mean, I could forgive all of it, to be honest with you. But if you're told you have to retire by a doctor and then medical science changes and you can come back, that's fine. It's just weird. Just don't do us dirty because people invest in you, whether you believe it or not. Right. Like if, you know, he does uh, whatever. It's wrestling. Everyone retires a thousand. That's why I never believe it. Yeah, you know, and then people throw these pity parties for these people. It's like, nah, man, he'll be in a ring in like two years. You'll be going to like the return of Leo Rush at GCW. You'll buy your fucking tickets. You'll drive your two hours to wherever the show is. And it'll be like you never left. It's all water under the bridge. Yeah. Yep. And then no one will remember the retirement in the first place. Exactly. Good call, Kevin. Uh, Let's run through some quick notes. AEW announced when they return to touring in July. Uh, they're going to do Fighter Fest Wednesday, July 14th in Texas. Night two will be the next week in Garland, Texas. So Cedar Park, Texas, Fighter Fest night one. Uh, Fighter Fest night two, July 21st in Garland, Texas. Now those are taped for TV, right? 
Yes, those, those so by I think by this point in July, basketball season's over. We'll be back to Wednesday nights. Okay, live. but those are those are taped shows, and they're going to air those. No, on those will be live shows. Oh, all right, yeah, but they're going to be on Wednesday and Wednesday. Yes, not yes, okay. basketball season should be over by the time they hit the road. So are they on Friday again this week. Yes, they've been losing a lot of viewers. A lot of viewers. Look, Friday at ten o'clock is not a great spot. I understand, but you're talking like half the people aren't showing up anymore. That's that's not a great thing. I mean, look, with all due respect, I haven't watched the, the two Friday night shows because of work, and I just haven't had time to go back and watch. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just doesn't seem like those orange ca- – look, I know it's weekly TV, and I know they can't – everything can't be a fucking five-star match. Are you really going to try and sell me with Orange Cassidy and Cesar Bononi? What's wrong with Caesar Bononi? He's fantastic. He's never lost his place in the middle of a match. <laughs> Look, I feel bad for the guy. He's going through some shit. His wife is very ill. They were able to pull some strings to yes. help her out. He's very grateful. And I don't want to shit on the guy for that. But he's fucking terrible. <laughs> and he was... I didn't know this. He was WWE developmental. Yeah, you didn't know he was an NXT? No! <laughs> you didn't know that? No! Uh, there will be a MMA fight between Wardlow and Jake Hager. Oh, great. Fan-fucking-tastic. Sign me up. Uh, Penta L Zero, Mieda, Eddie Kingston, and Frankie Kazarian take on the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. Oh, fuck that. Uh, and Arn Anderson's son, Brock Anderson... Oh will debut in a tag match with Cody Rhodes against QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. They're thrusting uh, right into this thing, huh? I guess. Oh. Well, Arn's kid has been down there for a while, I think. Yeah, but Arn's kid is still green as goose shit. I mean, has he wrestled yet? Not on TV. We're going to find out. On Dynamite, no less. Uh, a, apparently, AEW super interested in Aleister Black. So is the WWE. So is the WWE. Also, a few birdies have also told me that Braun Snowman might be heading over there, too. <laughs> heard there's conversations. Lawn Moman? I heard Samoa really? Joe is going to be taking Stephen Regal's place. Is that why Steve Regal was crying at the end of NXT? He said NXT needs a change because there's too much fighting brawls backstage. Too much fighting? Wait, too many brawls? Has he fucking watched Dynamite? He doesn't work Why for was, Dynamite. No, he can't. He, he's, first of all, he's working. Ugh. It's all the work, bro. bro. And, and I I don't think Samoa Joe will be the GM. I think it'll be like the, maybe like a guy that every time something crazy goes on, Joe just shows up and just beats the crap out of people. Joe, yeah, Joe becomes what The Undertaker was to Teddy Long for Steven Regal. You must go one-on-one with Samoa Joe. <laughs> and then people will go, oh, shit, Samoa Joe. And if that, he's still going to be wrestling, that still has been yet bam, to be determined. Love that. It's pretty good. Uh, NXT, we're kind of all over the place here, but NXT is also bringing back the Great American Bash. Oh, whoop the fucking do Are they going to have the Rock and Roll Express wrestle again and not be on the network? Uh, I don't know. This is what they yep. did this last year too. It was an NXT like weekly special. Yeah, it's just like it's an episode of NXT, but they're just calling it the Great American Bash because it's it happens to be two days after Fourth of July. 
All right. Tony's hot about that. No? Yes? Whatever. Uh, Mick Foley will be a guest on this month, month's edition of Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. Love me some Foley. I'm going to tie it in just because it'll be like the anniversary of Hell in a Cell, too. Your girl, Eva Marie, she made her return to Raw tonight. Oh, whoopty fucking law. Good and, for her. God and, bless you, kid. And she was flanked by the debuting Piper Nevin. On Raw? On Raw. Whoop-de-doo. Wait. Eva Marie. What do you mean flanked? Like, that's well, like her bodyguard. Gotcha. Oh, great. The WWE is hoping that I can the never Rock... tell with you. I, I wasn't sure if you just used like the wrong word to describe what was. No, it, no. Like, what She's it was. like, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not watching Raw, but I'm seeing it on the social media. She will. Gotcha. She is in some bodyguard type of role. Uh, WWE is hoping the Rock will be part of Survivor Series this year keep, in Brooklyn. Keep on hoping, motherfucker. <laughs> keep on hoping. Because uh, rumor has it they really want The Rock and Roman Reigns at uh, the WrestleMania this year. Keep on hoping. Thoughts? I mean, it's got to happen, right? Does it? Look, if it happens, great. It's going to make a ton of money, but I don't Rock know. Rock ain't getting like any younger. That. No, he's not. You'd like to see it, but what's the play here? Does Roman Reigns reign supreme? Look, The Rock beat. John Cena at Mania. The Rock also beat CM Punk for the WWE Championship. At Royal Rumble. But this, you know, we're talking, what, 10 years ago already? God damn. Yeah. And they, and the last time they wanted The Rock, they wanted him to team up with Ronda Rousey, not Kurt Angle, right? I mean, Kurt Angle just kind of fell into it because The Rock couldn't do it. Not that it didn't turn out to be an amazing match. I love that match. But... The whole plan was for The Rock to be in Ronda Rousey's, you know, like, like, together with her, you know? I mean, Rock has to beat him. How old's The Rock now? He's the in Ro- his 50s. The now. Rock is, no, The Rock's 49. Get out of here, for real? He just, May 2nd, he just turned 49. So he Happy will still be 49 Rock. at WrestleMania in April. Yeah, Rock would have to beat him just because, like, at some point, somebody has to put Roman in his place. And if it's not going to be one of the Usos, it's got to be, it's got to be another family member. And you know what's going to happen? And it's not going to be Lance. Fucking part timers coming in, taking a fucking spot at WrestleMania, beating fucking Roman. Ah, shut Lane. the fuck up. What not you. Just, no. I'm just fucking gonna, stupid. I'm gonna just throw a hypothetical out here. Oh shit! All right. Uh huh. Alexander Hammerstone beats Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu is clearly, clearly on the WWE radar. There's no doubt about that. Right? So what's let's just say hypothetical battle riot happens in July. Maybe they have this title match in September. Jacob Fatu starts showing up. Maybe WWE December, January. The Rock is not successful. Against the Roman Reigns, but The Rock has a protege, someone on his side of the Samoan family tree, and it's the Samoan werewolf Jacob Fatu. You get how this. tall is how tall is Fatu? Oh Jesus, let me look here. He's he can't be more than six feet tall, six foot one. He's not a tall guy. Fatu? Yeah. 
I don't think he's that tall. Let's see. The Simone Werewolf stands at six foot two. Big enough to take on Roman Reigns as a noob. All right. So here's the thing. You could definitely make that work, but it won't be based on anything he's done anywhere else before that. It'll just be a a new introducing a new Samoan guy uh, or legacy, and then have him. Uh, this could work, right? You have to you know build him through the W. You know, yeah. Almost. Like, no, con- I don't think I don't think the majority of WWE fans watch MLW, so I don't think they're going to know who Jacob Fatu is. He'll just have to be coming in as the you know the Samoan legacy that has never been there and now it's time for him to be there right you could you know he is he is rocky uh he is rikishi's nephew um so you could you know there's a built-in storyline there and he is when you see him in the ring you go holy shit yeah so i don't i'm just this is all hypothetical i'm fantasy booking i don't know what his contract status with mlw is um oh okay but i mean he's a younger guy and look if someone uh, you know, and I know WWE says they're never going to make a star bigger than the WWE, but if you want to make a, a new star, like whoever beats Roman Reigns, if it's not The Rock, to Kevin's point, you know, you have to, whoever beats him is a made man. So let's do it right. Unless it's Brock again. Ugh, I don't want to see Brock again. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I know. You know that's I just, always in the... He's always in the conversation, right? All right, so there's that. What else do I have? Ring of Honor, uh, the, the best in the world is shaping up. Silas Young, Josh Woods are going to have a last man standing match at the pay-per-view. EC3 is going to take on Flippy Doo. Um, they amassed a triple threat match for the TV title that will air next weekend. Tracy Williams, Dragon Lee, and Tony Deppen in a triple threat match. Dragon Lee's getting his title shots back because he lost the TV title. No. He lost the tag title, and he wasn't there to defend it. And he lost the TV title. He wasn't there to defend it, right? Yep. So he's getting those shots back, the Ring of Honor uh uh, higher ups are making sure he gets title shots to r- try and you know give him a fair shake. Uh, so didn't, that's fun. Didn't, sorry, didn't Tony Deppen take both of those belts off of him? No. Uh, uh, Hot Sauce and Rhett Titus took the tag that's titles right, from right, that's him. It. Okay, my and Deppen took the TV title from uh, Hot Hot Sauce. Yeah, who was defending for what's his nuts? Uh, Kenny Kenny King was defending. That was it, right? Yes, I think I think Kenny King defended yeah. both titles, right? Let me just look this up real fast. Yeah, Sorry. The, the show. Yeah, absolutely, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny he was King. in both. Shit, TV title. List, list. Give me the list, bitches. There it is. Yeah, Tracy Williams defeated Kenny King, who was filling in for the injured Dragon Lee. Yes, okay, so we were right on that. Uh, my homegirl, Vita Von Starr, she got a gold ticket into the Women of Honors tournament, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I have not watched Ring of Honor today, and that's usually my Monday tradition, so I am behind on Ring of Honor. Uh, right now, this is what Best in the World is shaping up to be. Brody King, Jay Lethal, Josh Wood, Silas Young, Last Man Standing, and EC3 versus Flip Gordon. 
a lot of spoons in the porridge in, the, in, in Ring of Honor. So I'm excited to see what's going on there. i got to watch that tonight. Uh, Impact ran against all odds from Daly's place. Yeah. Uh, we saw Kenny Omega beat Moose with a little help from the Wait, Young that Bucks. That was this past weekend? Yes. <laughs> that was Saturday, Kevin. Did not know that. Yeah, well, you know. Every time we mentioned it, you said your birthday, and then, you know, your birthday happened, and so did the show. So Moose beat Kenny, or no, Moose. Kenny Omega beat Moose. Little assistance from the Young Bucks. Little assistance? Save by Sammy Callahan. Looks like Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega is set for a slam anniversary. Uh, odds that uh, Sammy Callahan's got a chance in this thing? <sighs> Good. That's a toss-up. Depends on how long they want to have Kenny I hope, Omega beat us. I hope they end it. I hope they. Fucking yeah, end you know it. what? I'm kind of with you, Tony. It feels really flat. Yeah, I'm. I'm they, with both of you, to be honest with you. They don't do shit with it, and then when Kenny Omega comes in, he's fucking wrestling all these hodgepodge matches anyway. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, no. Got to do more if the if the if the relationship is gonna be like ongoing with AEW and Impact. They got to do more to spice it up. The relationship was to get Don Callis and the Good Brothers better paychecks. That's what the relationship was. That's all it was. Yeah, see, yeah, I'll take your word for it. You can't argue against it. They fucking no. Swan. Who they? I mean, you know, like I agree with Matt. It probably wasn't the greatest choice for a world champion anyway. And then they just fucking shit on Moose, who had fucking who had fire under him to actually win the world championship. So, what did they do? They're fucking systematically ruining the top of their roster. If Sammy Callahan doesn't pull this off, where does that fucking lead them? What do you got, Eddie Edwards and Petey Williams, maybe? No, you know what? Tony, you're you're right. Like outside of they have a super talented roster, but who is that guy at Impact, right? This is why I'm getting worried when people are starting to talk about all this and Cody Rhodes three. Because I don't want it to be the fucking same situation that's happening now. Well, I hate to break it to you, Tony, but after if these numbers are true with the I, buys I know, I know. And look, know. you're not I don't realistically I don't think you would see Cody beat Nick Aldis, it does nothing for the NWA, and it does nothing for Cody. If Nick wins, it helps, you know, helps them with the buys, and they kind of, I mean, the NWA's kind of in the same spot, right? Who's a viable challenger for the NWA world title in the NWA? Trevor Murdoch. Uh, is that the best you have, though? Look, the way they've built him up. I've got no problem with Trevor Murdoch taking the belt at 73. No problem whatsoever. That's a lot, man. I get it. You don't have to do a whole heck of a lot with Trevor Murdoch afterwards. But you've got other people that you could be building simultaneously. I mean, the Pope's the Pope's right up there. He gets he gets two more matches. You can easily figure him in for as yeah. a first challenger for Trevor Murdoch. Doesn't have to necessarily be a bad guy. But with all the shit he's doing with Tyrus... Maybe he actually winds up fucking turning back. Who knows? I don't. Just it seems like all the work Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis have done to take the NWA World Title and actually make it mean something again. With all due respect to Trevor Murdoch and the Pope, I don't know. Like I can't, I can't buy those guys as champions. I'm sorry. It It can't stay on Nick Aldis forever, man. It can't. But who they have to find? Who's the guy? I think I think either one of them would be fine. I think Trevor Murdoch as a hot shot, even for a couple of months, is not a bad thing. I mean, let's be honest. Let's stop like putting and and like, this verse as great as it's turned into be. Let's not start putting this on on its like some big pedestal. Like the biggest superstars have to hold the world title. 
Like it's it is what it is. It's it's a good promotion. It's, it has great talent. It's fine, but like, who? who why can't Pope be an NWA World Champion? Why can't Trevor Murdoch be? And then where, where's this legacy of this new title that that oh, that Cody Rhodes has to have it all the time, or that Nick Aldis has to hold it forever? Why can't the Pope or, or Trevor Murdoch, uh, or even before them, a guy like Eli Drake or something like that, happen? Like NWA is not is not this be all end all like a top guy has to hold this title because it's not what it used to be no right despite the improvements that they've made well but i mean that's the thing like i agree with matt where like nick aldis and and wpc have built this thing up and they're in a great spot championship wise but i do agree with you he's got to lose it at some point we're going over a thousand days now as world champion and i get it pandemic yada yada whatever but He's not gonna fucking retire with the thing. He's a young guy. He's got a he got a whole career ahead of him yet. He's got to drop it at some point. If I had to pick Murdoch, if I had to pick between the two, the Pope and Murdoch, then I'd pick Trevor Murdoch. Okay. Well, this is kind of where we're at right now. At the end, I mean, look, they lost James Storm, Eli Drake, Zicky Dice, Ricky Starks. All these guys are gone. The relationship with Ring of Honor kind of fell apart. You lost Marty Scroll. You lost Brody King. You lost the fucking bouncers. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're right, the bouncers. So, I mean, they're trying to bring people in to build them up. Yeah, I guess they're just looking for lightning in a bottle, right? I mean, you got you got Marche. You got Slice Boogie they're trying to build up. You got that Jordan Clearwater, which I have high marks for. I hope they start doing something with him. You've got Luke Hawks coming in with his kid. So they're trying. They're, they're actually bringing in some tag teams now, you know? Out of the releases, the last two rounds, is there anyone who you would like to see in the NWA? Hmm. I mean, you really can't go wrong. I mean, the obvious answer, I mean, it's never going to happen, but, I mean, you got to bring in the top guys if you're going to do it. Right? Like Braun. Again, it's not going to happen, but... How could you not want Braun? Who else was on the list of releases? It was Alistair Black. It was Samoa Joe. Oh, God. Alistair Black would be... be... That's because I was thinking, but I just want to make sure there wouldn't be somebody I would want to grab before him. I would think that Alistair Black might be a better fit. You always got got to go with the top guys first. I don't care who you think might be a better wrestler. I don't know if it's so much wrestler. I think it might be fit. Yeah, and that's why I'm thinking... You don't think you don't think uh, Alistair Black would fit? I think Alistair Black fits better in like an AEW or a Ring of Honor. And Ring if the Honor. world was no, if the world was open up, then I would instantly just put him to New Japan. Like I wouldn't even bother with the states. Yeah. If Braun booked properly, will work anywhere. It's just a matter of the way you book him. No. Yeah. He's a yeah. star. He's got to go AEW. I think anywhere else for him would be a letdown. So he come in I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him in New Japan to completely change his look and, and work in New Japan, Braun. How's Kevin, how's the big cast thing going in Impact? Pretty good. So now, now I bet him now here's the thing. This is what I was thinking about too. I bet Impact is now kind of like, oh man, like we just put all this time and investment into big cast, and he's doing great. He looks like a million bucks. He's 
he's doing fantastic. Cuts good uh, backstage promos, uh, vignettes promos. But now I'm like, I wonder if like now they're thinking like, man, if we just waited a little while longer, Braun could have been this. Yeah, this well, guy now. You could have both now. Of course you could have both. Oh, and you know who my impact and Kevin, I think we're on the same page with this. My sneaky impact to to you could make an instant star out of who I think is a big star already. Jake something. If Jake something was to like yeah. fucking schoolboy Kenny Omega with the help of like, I don't know, whoever he's feuding with an AEW in six months if he stells the champion. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah, but Jake something doesn't that they kind of like I can't tell what you're doing with Jake something. It's like a lot of whole lot of stop and start. Like he loses a match, he'll, he'll win a match, he'll lose again. It's just tough. Uh, a couple PWG is going to run its first show since 2019 on Sunday, August 1st. First, why did I say it like that? First. Uh, Antonio Anoki, 78 years old, had emergency surgery due to intestinal issues a few weeks ago. Uh, he has been hospitalized for much of this year with various health problems, and his lower back is in a lot of pain and deteriorating, leaving him mostly wheelchair bound. That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, you never like to hear that. Big staple in the world of professional wrestling. Huge behind New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I heard he's. Uh, it's not so much his back pain. He's just heartbroken that there's no longer an IWGP championship. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people in New Japan that aren't happy about that. Well, fuck them. New Japan did it, so yell at them. Bukaki on them. I don't Bukaki know on them. Uh, New Japan has the road to Kazuki. Kazoo. <laughs> Kazuna Road. The road. The, bless the... you. <laughs> Sorry. You're a dickhead. Let me find my notes here. The road. Kazuna Road. Kazuna Road. The next. The ro- here are the full Kazuna Road cards. So oh, that's yeah. happening next. It starts tonight, this morning. Probably right now, as we speak. And the big, I think the big thing that they're doing is uh, Yoda Suji and Yuya, y- Yuya Yurma, Yurma? Yeah, yeah. yeah you they are it. running the gauntlet against like Tanahashi, Suzuki, Zack Sabre, Taichi. They're wrestling every night. Okada. So uh, that's the big thing. And then the IWG. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Are these guys ever going to get out of this? Like, are they going to I think be... I, So I think I think they had reached the level where they go on excursion, but because of the pandemic, they haven't been able to do that. So I think this series of shows is like their big excursion. Like, this is their thing. Like, they're going to wrestle all these top guys, and then they'll get repackaged as something else. Ooh, you know what? I'd like to see Gabe Kidd show up in the NWA. Oh my guy. Yeah, it's a great it. call. Let's do it. Let's Gabe Kidd. Up. The big the big matches at the final two nights are the six man tag titles as uh Hiroki Goto, Big Tom, and Yoshihashi defend against Evil, Yujiro, and Dick to Go. Yes. And then the main event of night two is the IWGP junior heavyweight championship as Sho and Yo defend against Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo. Oh boy. Uh and it looks like your fuck boy is gonna be the first shot at Shingo. Good. He deserves it. Does he? Yes, he does. He's a fucking loser. He lost to Will Ospreay. Why does he get a shot? Will Ospreay fucking hurt himself. He's a fucking loser too. All right, fair enough. Uh special thanks to VSK again for joining us tonight. Is that VSK on Twitter and Instagram? Uh next week we have Vanity and we have Chad Mines. Uh right? Did I say his last name right? Minus Mines? 
Yeah, I'm actually not even sure how you pronounce it. Uh, they'll both be joining us to uh, to promote some things. Boardwalk Buds is about 10 days away. Oh, baby, another another sleepless weekend. Can we, uh, Kevin, can you preview some material next week for us? Uh, uh, yeah, sure, why not? If you give me seven days, yeah, why not? Yeah, like uh, two jokes. Two? Okay. You want to try out two on us? Not right now. No, See, no, but- and next next week. Yeah. Ooh, do some crowd work on us too. Like, ask me where I'm from and stuff. The, the whole show is crowd work, Tony. Oh, cool. do you want us to heckle you? No, 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 oh. no. I really don't want that. All right. K um, more like K bar. But before we get there, this Friday I'll be opening for Uncle Floyd at yes. the Ospac. Legendary New Jersey comedian, uh, legendary national comedian, no, Uncle Floyd. Public broadcasting staple. Uh, that's Friday at the OSPAC uh, Performing Arts Center in my hometown of West Orange, New Jersey. They book me a lot, so that's great. Then, that is great. Because yeah. I'm not booked. Because I'm not booked. Take it easy there, Dennis. <sighs> Tony, you got anything you want to p- plug, promote, say before we p- go home? We'll no. be back next week. Same time, same groovy station. Make sure you're chatting us up in our Discord. Uh, the link is on our uh, social media account, at Wizards Podcast, on all social media platforms, ProWrestlingTees.com slash ShiningWizards if you want an Uncle Creepy t-shirt, if you want an SWK t-shirt, if you want a Fake News Tony t-shirt, uh, check it out. If you want a Kick Logo t-shirt, uh, be sure to join us each and every Monday here. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another humdinger of an episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Oh, yeah. Good night, everyone. You too, Gracie. Ah, you, you son of a fucker. I knew you were going to work that in.